And welcome into another edition of Heavy Hitters right here on the radio voice of Kutztown University, KUR Kutztown. I'm Jack. I'm sitting to my left is my co-host, Mr. Mitchell Smedley. Mitch, it is a Monday afternoon. Monday. Right after conference championship weekend in college football. Another interesting week of NFL football on Sunday, and it'll wrap up tonight with our Monday night matchup that we'll get into a little bit later on in the show. But, uh, you know, the, the last couple of weeks, Mr. Smedley, MLB News has been kind of... It's been heating up. It's It's been... No, not much has been rolling out, I should say. That not changed. much has been rolling out, but that changed starting, I would say, over the weekend, over but the weekend, really definitely. picking up here today. Oh, no, 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 no. No, the biggest move was over the weekend. Didn't you see? Zach Eflin signed with the Rays. Oh, yeah, but that you know that's almost a week old at this point. Yeah, Three years, 40 mil for that's, Eflin that's down to Tampa. Big news, Jack. I definitely can't think of two bigger pitchers that signed with various teams. Yeah, exactly. I definitely can't. Like, Zach Eflin is the top headline today. <laughs> Yeah, Eflin down to Tampa first. Phillies loss of the offseason. Loss. That Good is luck. addition by subtraction in its in its biggest form. <laughs> Good luck to Mr. Eflin yeah. down Have in Tampa. Have fun. Bay. $40 million. Unbelievable. The race is kind of a way, though, of making pitchers better. You know what I, I'm No, saying? he'll succeed. I have no doubt about that. But, yeah, I don't know. No so. doubt. He'll succeed. All right, well, let's get right into it. And starting with the weekend news, Mets ace and longtime starting pitcher Jacob deGrom has bolted out of town. Uh, dun, he sprinted, didn't look back. He's going down to uh, Texas Rangers country to be a Texas Ranger. Five Texas years, Rangers. $185 million deal for Mr. DeGrom. I believe that will carry all the way throughout his age 40 season, if we just look that up real quick. I believe DeGrom turns 35 in the middle of this season. Yes, he is 34 right now. He turns 35 on June 19th. So that will get him through age 39, I believe. Rangers so. country. Let's ride. Look, you know, I wish the best for Mr. DeGrom. I really do. Um, his heart did not lie in New York. He wanted to be a Texas Ranger uh, because he didn't even give the Mets a chance to counter, Wasn't he counter Mr. the Matt? offer. I thought he was Mr. Counter the offer there. from the yeah. Mets. Uh, I bolted out of town. So good luck in Texas. Um, best wishes, not winning anything. <laughs> and uh, continue to be a bottom feeder in the AOS. And Look, the Rangers he are headed to the World Series. He made his, he made his choice. Uh, he, he chose the bag over winning. And, uh, you know, as a man... Yeah, uh, you know it's uh, you know it's his decision. Do I respect it? Not really. <laughs> but wow, I mean that look, that's his thing. Come on, he wanted the term, he got it. That makes sense. He wanted the, he was going to get the money either way. He got longevity, and yeah, but I mean he clearly chose chose getting the term and money over being on a winning organization. That that's the fact of the matter. He's probably, the Texas Rangers he, don't have a path to winning in the next three years. I would say he probably thinks they can be there in five, and he can pitch for a chance. Uh, listen, I don't think the Mets are winning anything either in the next five years. Oh, I don't think the Phillies are either. What? What? Yeah. What? What? What are you talking about? Phillies are set up for success. An improving farm system, improving farm system, uh, a solid, solid lineup, and, and pitching that once we start, you know, making some moves, uh, can actually be pretty... Pretty damn good, um, and it's only going to get better. I mean, you have a generational talent in Bryce. I'm not getting into a whole Phillies rant. Phillies are set up for success. Mets are not. Uh, That's just flat out wrong. But okay. Let's move on to – well, actually, no. Let me talk about DeGrom first. I mean, just a, a great decision by uh, Mr. DeGrom. Outstanding move. Uh, really just did what's best for everyone involved. Um, you know, Jacob gets his, uh, his money and his five years. Uh, the Phillies – don't have to play him as much anymore. And the Mets get to stay where they're comfortable, and that is in a losing franchise. Better than you. 
But uh, really, standings don't have to show. Who that. is who is in the standings can look at and show. So third place Phillies will continue to be a theme. And uh, if, if, yeah. all right, I'll make you a deal right now. If the Phillies get third place every year for the next, uh, let's go four years. Let's just stick next year. Let's take next year. If the Phillies get third place, but make and possibly win the World Series. Would you be fine with it? Would you still say the Mets are a better team? Two third-place World Series appearances in a row. Well, that flat-out won't happen because the Phillies ain't going right, back. Right, but I if it did. that right now. But, um, no, I mean, I don't know. It depends on how everything shakes down. Every year's different. It depends on you know who the Mets would have to play in their postseason. It depends. I mean, there, you know, there's a lot of external factors that we can't predict right now uh, based on the path to the World Series. And, you know, the Phillies took advantage of a path that benefited in their favor. Not saying they weren't a good team, but... Now they certainly had a first round matchup that was slanted in their favor. What uh, you played? It was the Cardinals Phillies team of better. destiny, <sighs> team of nothing. You picked the Cardinals, yeah, because I don't like the Phillies. Okay, they were still presumed to win. They played only in the playoffs. I think they played one team that was actually better than them, and that was Atlanta. Atlanta, the yeah. Astros, which and oh Houston, they put sorry, up a fight sorry. against. I meant teams that they Padres beat. were very good. I meant teams that they beat. They were better than they were better than San Diego. I mean, I agree with you, but it was—it seemed like a pretty even match. Padres' pitching was better. Yeah, but going into that series, it was right, right, it right. Well, because our hitters way. are amazing. I mean, it turned out that we have very clutch hitters. You know, I know the Mets don't know what that is, but we have them apparently. So we'll get I there. Just, what look, did I just do. Oh, look well, what I did. You, you changed the microphone, Mitchell. But anyway, unlock. Uh, we're going to that well, could move. <laughs> yeah, we're going to move on from Degrom talk yeah, and I, shift back to what the Mets brought to the team, yeah, and that was a reigning Cy Young winner, a three-time Cy Young winner, and a shoo Hall of Famer. That's not what they brought in. And uh, that is Justin Verlander on a two-year deal, mm-hmm. $86 million. Uh, just shows that Cohen wants to do whatever it takes to win a World Series in, you know, in the short term and continue building up the farm system and bringing in the, uh, the young talent in the organization. That's uh, not to keep, what it shows. You know, to keep the organization sustainable for the future. You know, Cohen's big message when he came to this team was finding a way to have sustained success. Uh, while that means by and large, getting big free agents in the short term while, you know, continuing to have solid drafts and build up the farm system for the future. You know, it's like a Dodgers-oriented approach. If you remember when the Dodgers, you know, their their current ownership took, you know, helm of this organization, it was a long, you know, road to getting to where they wanted to go, and they would bring in big names, you know, earlier on, you know, they brought in a guy like Josh Beckett, who was good at the later end of his career, not in Justin Verlander discussion, but they would bring in notable guys from outside the organization to come in and play for that team, also keeping you know, the young homegrown talent there as well to mesh with those other guys. So I feel like it's kind of a similar ideology to what the Mets are doing right now. Uh, but before we get back to our MLB discussion, uh, we have a message from the KU or Notebook. Attention KU community. KU Hillel welcomes an inclusive environment for Jewish college students where they are encouraged to grow intellectually, spiritually, and socially. Hillel's mission is to enrich the lives of Jewish undergraduate and graduate students so that they may enrich the Jewish people and the world. KU Hillel helps students find a balance in being distinctly Jewish and universally human by encouraging them to pursue tzedek, social justice, and tikkun olam, and Jewish learning, as well as supporting both Israel and global Jewish peoplehood. Hillel is committed to excellence, innovation, accountability, and results. You can keep up to date with meetings and events through our Instagram, at Kutztown Hillel. This message of community interest is brought to you by the radio voice of Kutztown University, KUR. Welcome back to Heavy Eaters, everybody. Jack, I'm Mitchell Smedley here on this Monday afternoon. Getting Good back. read, Jack, by Thank the you. Way. Thank you, my man. Jack, uh, nailed it. Yeah. Much appreciated. That's how you do. He's just, you know, setting the tone. 
Setting the tone and getting right back into setting the tone with big names off the MLB market, at least some of them. There are still a lot out there. But on the pitching side of things, DeGrom off the board and now Verlander off the board to the Mets. And, you know, replacing DeGrom atop of that rotation, uh, he gets back with his uh, his old guy uh, from his Detroit days. He gets back with his buddy Max Scherzer as they were together up in Detroit for, you know, a couple of years and had some successful runs. Coincidentally, under now Phillies executive Dave Dombrowski. Yes. So that is kind of funny. And they are now both in the same division, just on rival side of things. Uh, but, you know, th- those are two great competitors in Verlander and Scherzer. They're going to push each other. And I think a funny thing to watch is that they're 12th and 13th, respectively, in all-time strikeouts. I think they'll be, uh, you know... Battling jo- it out? Yeah, they'll, you know, they're going to be really competitive with each other and try to see who can, you know, surpass that. So I think it's going to be a good thing. Uh, and, you know, look, I'm excited because the quality of player Justin Verlander is. But uh, I do have my, my concerns. He is and now going to be 40 year old pitcher uh and you know we see pitchers later in their careers start to you know take a downturn a little bit coming off of a Cy Young year I'm interested to see if he can replicate his success with from Houston last year uh, and keep it going here in New York so that's going to be an interesting thing to monitor the Mets also are not done in the starting market though they've also been in talks with Kode Senga from Japan Andrew Heaney who was with the Yankees and Dodgers uh Jameson Tyon the former Yankee and uh, Chris Bassett as well, trying to bring him back to the organization. But the rumors have been Bassett wants a four- or five-year deal, and the Mets aren't willing to go to that length. So I'm not sure Bassett will be back in New York come next year. But the Mets aren't done on the starting pitching front. They, they want another guy who can fill in that three spot in the rotation on uh, complement Scherzer and Verlander nicely. So the Mets are going to try to you know add another guy there, uh, and then they'll you know probably look towards the Brandon Nimmo sweepstakes and try to bring him back to play center field. So that's Gross. interesting, interesting to monitor. Let me me talk about Verlander real quick. Yeah, I'll let you get in there. Okay, so contrary to what you said and everything, this does not show whatever you said. You know what this shows to me, Jack? It shows you aren't listening. No, it shows that that I have a short-term memory. Uh, But the Mets... The Mets are never going to get back to 86. This is their feeble attempt. How many How many mil did they offer them? 86. Can you just please stop the homer takes for once in your I life? I will. That was the only homer take here. Let me actually uh, talk about Verlander. He's 40 years old. By the way, you just said, can you stop the homer, even though you just said you picked the Cardinals because you don't like the Phillies. The <laughs> hypocrisy. Oh, I remembered that I, one. Look I, at I me. Did, look, I didn't say I was perfect. I didn't say I was never you having said, homer Can you take, stop the homer But take. you do it constantly. Come on, man. So do you. You never you picked mean? the Phillies in one series. What do you mean? In those playoffs. You didn't pick them once. Okay. And rightfully so, they once. were the underdog in every one. Oh, you said they were better than two of those teams. They were, but I you know, I looked at the Padres pitching, and I thought they could get the edge there. I thought the Phillies would have the hitting advantage, but I thought pitching uh, would you know be better than the hitting. It didn't shake out that way. So that's why I picked the Padres. Back it goes. Harper, the swing of his life. Pitching didn't work there. Yeah, um, it didn't. I'm not going <laughs> to deny that. I know. I got you. All right. Anyway, enough with the homer takes. Uh, Verlander's 40 years old. Yes. That's not a whole, no matter if I live in Philly or New York, he's 40 years old. Okay. This is a bad, bad decision. This is just a bad decision. Um, He's going to fall off incredibly. The odds of anyone repeating as a Cy Young is slim to none ever. Uh, on top of that, the change of location. On top of that, the 40 years old thing, I, I just don't see it uh, at all. Um, by the way, I would love to face Verlander a few more times a year. I mean, we saw what the Phillies did to him in the in, World Series. Well, game one. 
Well, he had over a five ERA. Yeah, because he struggled immensely in game one. Then, do, do, do we want to look at game five? What Verlander did? Oh, I just saw Jack Fritz tweet out the uh, the video of uh, Schwarber's leadoff home run against him in game five. Yeah, but that's all he did. Nah, that's I, all the I, Phillies did. All against him. We yeah. scored later, but yeah, uh, yeah, that wasn't as fun of a game. But I no. think Schwarber will have a field day with this guy. Uh, but look, let's let's get to the forty three million dollars a year. Is he the highest paid pitcher per year now? Um, I that's a pretty hefty believe number. Believe so. That's a that's a huge, huge number. But you said it all along. You said the Mets are going to open up the books for somebody. Uh, they're going to dig into that piggy bank, and that's what they did here. I I am jealous that they can spend forty three million dollars on a trash pitcher, but it is what it is. Um, really, really, what it comes down to is how much does he decline from forty to forty one, forty one to forty two. I think it's quite a bit. I think uh, this year. Will have uh, stuck out as a massive uh, sore thumb, or not sore thumb, um, fluke. I don't know why I got those two things confused. Uh, stick. It will stick out like a sore thumb. That's why I, I thought of it. Uh, and and we we've seen how pitchers get you know sometimes overused into deep playoff runs like this, uh, into World Series, and they get kind of spent. I think this is what's going to happen with Verlander. That's just an opinion. Jack completely disagrees. He is very excited, as he should be, getting a big-name pitcher. Go for uh, go for you. Go you. Go for you. I am off my game. It's, it's okay. Now, um, I'm going to be honest I just here. don't think it's a great I don't think it's a great contract for the I, I have my concerns. I really do. Yeah. The, the age is certainly something that I look at and say, I look, I agree. I don't think he's going to repeat as a Cy Young. I want, I'm interested to see how much he regresses. I would be pleased if he could keep the ERA around like a two-and-a-half, pitch around like 200, yep. 200 innings, and you know, stay healthy for most of the year. If you know he misses a couple weeks, that's fine. Yeah, it's it it's hard it for an older pitcher to fully stay healthy throughout the entire year. But as long as it's nothing major, and as long as he's able to you know be our ace for most of the year and pitch pretty well, I'm not expecting him to be a one seven five ERA guy again. Uh, but I want to you know if he can stick at two and a half, give me a good number like that, I would be very pleased. And I, I think say, the yeah. signing would be pretty good if it went that way because you know we saw last year with Scherzer, he had some injury problems. Yes, really for the first time in his career. He was never really a guy who got hurt ever. He's one of the toughest pitchers in the league. He's like a psycho mentality wise. Like he's, you know, if, there's a great YouTube video on Max Scherzer and like some of the things. Like he, he's just a guy who's an, an insanely intense competitor and he pushes himself to like beyond the limits. It, it's incredible. I forget exactly what the name of that YouTube video is. I believe it's by Baseball Nerds on YouTube. So go check that out. Um, quick plug there because it's just a good video. But anyway, back to the um, Scherzer and Verlander thing. It's, you know, those are two guys. They're familiar with each other. They're going to push each other, and I think it can be good for the Mets. But I agree. I do have my concerns with the age and how much regression it'll have. So I was going to ask you, do you think, uh, let's go with your numbers. Do you think 200 innings at a 2-5 ERA, uh, do you think that's worth $43 million? It's tough because, you know, Verlander is such an interesting spot in his career. He was a 39-year-old pitcher coming off one of the best years of his career, uh, one of his three Cy Young campaigns. And he doesn't feel like he has an end in sight. He feel like he's still got a lot, a lot left in the tank. And maybe that's the case because he was out of the game for two years. Mm-hmm. He didn't pitch for two years, you know, with, with uh, some of the injuries he had. And maybe that helps him pitch further in his career because if you're resting your arm for that long, you know, you get some of the juice back maybe. And, you know, there, there's been plenty of Hall of Fame pitchers who pitched in their 40s. I mean, we got Randy Johnson. You know, I believe Roger Clemens pitched up close to, close sure. to or into his 40s. And, you know, you also have Steve Carlton. Uh Phillies guy. Yes, sir. So, I mean, look, there have been plenty of guys it's happened. who have pitched in their 40s and pitched in their 40s efficiently. I'm interested to see if Verlander can follow that trend. I think he can. He's got really good stuff. 
And what he showed me last year, especially in the postseason, I know he struggled a couple starts, game one against the Phillies and, you know, game one against the Mariners, but he's still got that good stuff. He's got a good fastball. He's got the nasty hook on the curveball. He's able to make things work. He's just an efficient pitcher. So I think he should be fine. I don't think it's, we're going to see a mass regression, but we will see a dip. It's, you know, reasonable to expect that we'll see a a decent dip back down to like the middle twos. I would be content with that, like I said earlier. So is there a line in your mind that you'd be disappointed with $43 million on this guy? Three, three and a half. Three, ERA. even three, I feel like would be okay. I can tolerate that. Anything over three and a half would be a But for 43 you could sign, if you allocated uh, less to this guy and more to like uh, one of those other pitchers you, you named. I mean, wh- why not do that if you're, if you're expecting a three or a two Yeah, and a half? but uh, look, with the Mets rotation, the way it's structured, you can't bring in, you know, you can bring in two guys and give them, you know, a lot less than what Verlander got. But, you know, having an aging Scherzer who had the injury problems among the top of the rotation, if he gets hurt, there's yeah. not a lot of depth there. So, so you think they're shooting for the upside. They're shooting for the possibility of having two really, really good starters and the upside of those guys. Yes, okay. I do believe that's the case. All right. We'll see if it pans out. Got uh, 162 games to duke that uh, that problem out. Yes, sir. We Moving do. on, we got some other storylines. We do. Uh, real quick before our first break, uh, I mentioned you know last week that Kershaw was going to go back to the Dodgers, and he does. Yep. One year, 20 mil. Back with LA, the longtime Dodgers starter is not going anywhere. He's back with the organization. Uh, no surprise there. That's really all I got um, in terms of official stuff. When we come back, though, we will talk about more MLB rumors, shortstop market starting to heat up a little bit, and what the winter meetings are happening this week could mean for big names coming off the market, and we can see a lot of names start to fly. We already have with Verlander, DeGrom, and Kershaw, but we will see plenty more over the course of this week, I believe, and many industry sources do believe. With that being said, we will step aside for the first time today when we come back, MLB stuff, and then moving on from that, we'll get right into our NFL discussion. Play more to talk about here on Heavy Eaters, coming your way next. And welcome back to Heavy Hitters. Mitchell Smedley, Jack Kime. First of two hours on your Monday afternoon. It is Monday, right? Yes. Yes, Dude, it is. my mind is off. Clearly it's Monday for Mitchell Smedley. Um, but we're making our way through some NFL. Uh, not NFL. Oh, my goodness. It's okay. MLB. MLB headlines. We talked about the pitching market that is solidified a little bit with uh, DeGrom, uh, Verlander, and uh, the dreaded Zach Eflin all finding new homes uh, now we're going to move on. We talked about Kershaw, but we're going to talk about some things that aren't as solid. Jack, what do you got for us? Well, uh, trade happened a couple days ago. Oh, yeah. Uh, between the Mariners and the Brewers. Jesse Winker, who was a familiar face in the National League Central Division, will be going back there, was an outfielder with the Reds and was you know got traded to Seattle in a big-time package that sent a couple big-time prospects to uh, to the Mariners. Or to the, to, my goodness, I'm like you today. I'm, hey, I'm stumbling over words. Contagious. can't talk to the Reds. Uh, with Winker and Suarez going back to Seattle, but now Winker going to Milwaukee along with Abraham Toro, the former Astro, uh, and Colton Wong will be heading from Milwaukee up to the Pacific Northwest now with the Mariners, presuming he'll take over uh, at second base there. Okay. All right. So the Brew Crew and the, uh, I don't know. I don't think there's a name for the Mariners. Thought, but, a, uh, thought a potential Gene Segura reunion could happen up in Seattle. I thought uh, so. They Honestly, that's what I thought the they were round. doing. Yeah, right. same here, but they go with Wong instead. Where do you think Segura's going then? I don't know. I don't know. I thought Seattle would have been a really good fit. Yes. That's not the way it went. I don't know where Segura's going to go. Got to find some, right? Yeah, he'll go somewhere. I just don't know where yet. Probably some like White Sox team, you know? <laughs> some White Sox team. You know, like uh, just a team like that, you know, not really a... Uh, like the twins. Defined. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So <laughs> Why can I see that? Why can I see Gene Segura on the Twins? Ah, that could happen. I don't know though. Gene, Gene, the hitting machine. They have right Luisa Rice at 
second base. I don't know about What's that. a city that likes to wear a lot of jeans? Um, for jeans, jeans. Texas. Texas. Tennessee. Is there a Nashville baseball team? No. No. Why did I think there was? Oh, because of uh, Vanderbilt. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, at least there's, you know, a very good college team. So That's true. Vanderbilt, one of the best in uh, college ball. But uh, we got to move on. We do have to move on. Nothing really else on the uh, MLB side of things uh, in terms of official trades and signings yet. So uh, actually, one more thing, though. One thing we didn't mention about Verlander is what he brings with him. And that would be... Kate Upton. Oh my goodness! Kate Upton is now a Mets I can't fan. Can't you're talking about this. I love that. Look, like, yeah. Why talk do you love it. that, Jack? Um, because you know she was uh, getting into it with Phillies fans during the World Series, uh, down at Citizens Bank. So, uh, gonna bring that same energy to the rivalry that the Mets and Phillies have. So that's why I'm talking about it, Mitch. Mm-hmm. Ben Verlander also a reporter for Fox. Um, ben, Ver- yeah, he he'll, uh, now be, he'll now be a Mets fan because Justin's there. That's crazy. Yeah, I remember um, before the season in uh, in my dorm room in Bonner Hall. These are my uh, my Chromecast there to play some videos on my TV. Ben Verlander was a frequenter on uh, what I think it was. I forget which podcast it was. The Mersey Show, maybe? Uh, one of the podcasts slash YouTube shows that I would watch about the Phillies because I was so hyped for that season, uh, rightfully so. And uh, Ben Verlander was uh, reporting on them a lot. So, cool. Good for him. All right. Well, Hope with they that. they don't win anything. That makes sense because you're a Phillies fan. Yeah. So. Why would you root for the Mets? Exactly. So unless it's to the Phillies' benefit, of course. Yeah. Then if you they're would. beating the Braves. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But um, we got to move on. NFL. We're gonna get into the headlines first. We got some injury updates before we get into our game recaps. And Mitch, it's just not good. Two quarterbacks went down this week. Not good. One out west and one here on the east. Uh, we're gonna start with Lamar and the Ravens. How Lamar left this? the game. Uh, my starting fantasy quarterback, but that's kind of like the. Dim, you know, part of it. That's not the important part. Lamar uh, and the Ravens, you know, how does this affect them for the rest of the year? They get out uh, and get by with a win over Denver, but... Barely. Yeah, you know, but it's skin of their teeth there. But for Lamar, uh, you know, what's his status going to be for next week and the rest of the season? Uh, I'm not really sure. I didn't, I didn't really hear much about that. Well, they've been very quiet about it, actually. Yeah, they've been so. keeping it close to the... Uh, Close to the best there. So. Yeah, that's really unfortunate. Hush, hush. One thing that hasn't been quiet is the other quarterback that got injured, Jimmy Garoppolo, a broken left foot. Um, he's out for the year. Yeah, he is. Actually, I found this on Lamar. Uh, Lamar Jackson is believed to have suffered a mild left knee sprain hmm. on the win over Denver, but a firm diagnosis for his injury won't arrive until the results of his MRI on Monday are made available uh, by Ian Rappaport. So interesting there. Uh, supposedly a... Uh, mild left knee sprain from Lamar. We'll see how long that keeps him out. But, uh, yeah, Jimmy G, uh, he's done for the year for uh, for San Fran. Broke his left foot, I believe, and uh, that's it for him. Uh, it's tough for the Niners. I mean, horrible. You know, Two quarterbacks. What's the, fr- you know, the first thing I thought about when I saw the news is that not only Brock Purdy's, you know, who's Mr. Relevant in last year's draft, is not going to be the starting quarterback from here on out, but um, how did, this makes the Eagles' path so much easier. It, it, dude, I called my dad. I said, Dad, who did we say was the number one competition in this in this conference? It was the Niners. Jimmy Garoppolo's hurt. I mean, they're on their third string quarterback. And an now. already weak NFC conference. Right. And, by and the way. look, I've I've learned my lesson to never count a team out when their quarterback goes down. But this is the first two quarterbacks. This is the equivalent of Foles going down in twenty seventeen, right? And then who are you turning to? It was Nate Sudfield. Nate, Sudfeld. Yeah, Nate Sudfeld. Yeah. yeah. You see, I love is, that guy. And and is is Nate Sudfeld gonna lead those Eagles to a Super Bowl? I doubt it. 
Uh, Case Keenan versus Nate Sudfeld. How about that matchup? If it how would have been? Well, it did happen because uh, we crushed him. Yeah, by thirty-one. So he was in at the end of the game. Uh, <laughs> but this is really, really demoralizing to lose uh, Trey Lance and Jimmy G. I mean, this is unreal for the Niners, and and I was so excited. The Niners were going to be my team if the Eagles were ever knocked out because of McCaffrey being my favorite player. I was so excited for him to take such meaningful snaps and play in the playoffs and see him score a game-winning touchdown from 23 yards out, you know. It was going to be there. Uh, and, and now I don't know. Now it's really going to rely on him uh, and the other playmakers in this offense to to lift up. Who would you say the quarterback was? Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy. The rookie from Iowa State. Yeah, it's going to be pretty difficult, but uh, we'll see if they can get it done. Well, uh, other quarterback this news is, who they oh, might sorry. go after is uh, a well, guy that I think would complement the Niners system quite well. Panthers have You think uh, he'd compliment anything well? Put Baker Mayfield <laughs> on waivers. Yeah. And I don't know. I don't know. I'm not saying it's going to be a you know a dream type, you know, relationship there, but if Baker were to go to the Niners, reunite with McCaffrey. I feel like they could make it work for the short term. Yeah, it's you're Shane only asking system, for Look, it, it's the playmakers be, that are there. He can make it work, I think. It's only going to be five-plus playoff games. So, I mean, can you make it work with Baker in that short a time? I don't know. If I'm them, uh, I haven't seen anything from Baker that indicates to me that he's still a good quarterback. Purdy's been in the system for the Niners, you know, in those practices and everything. So I would uh, I would stick with uh, Brock there, in my opinion. But you never know. Could they bring him in? Sure. I don't think it would help their team that much. And you know me, I, I was hyped that the uh, Panthers got Baker for a fifth rounder. And this couldn't come at a worse time because you can't even trade for a quarterback now no. if you're San Fran. Nope. I mean, you got to rock with Brock Purdy, but who else do you got? Got to rock with Brock. Yeah. Um, this is this is that witching hour of the season, though. Uh, I mean, man, it brings me right back to when Carson went down against those Rams. I mean, that was one of the darkest days of my sports career. Uh, holy smokes. It was it was demoralizing. I can only I can only imagine how Sam Fran feels right now to not only lose your up and coming quarterback, but your established you know put him in and and he'll take you there sort of guy in Jimmy G. Uh, man, this sucks. This really sucks. Yeah, it's a gut punch. Uh, but we'll let's see how Kyle Shanahan and this uh, you know coaching staff and organization will respond. Uh, it's going to be interesting. They got to play Tampa Bay next week, so that should be a fun little matchup. Uh, by the way, no quarterback making their first ever start against Tom Brady has won. They're zero six. Purdy looking to avoid being the seventh victim and falling to 0 7 in those starts. But uh, we'll see that. We'll save that for Wednesday on a preview. They're still leading the division, though. They're still in good position for the playoffs. And uh, at that point, it's any given Sunday. So. Yeah. And with their win, we'll talk about that in a little bit against Miami. But yep. uh, we're going to go to the 1 Big o'clock win. slate. Uh, actually, we'll brush over Thursday night real quick. Bills yeah. take down New England 24 10. Uh, Josh Allen does his thing. James Cook and Devin Singletary are now in a split backfield. Um, and Stephon Diggs finds the end zone like usual. Along with Gabe Davis. So, Bills do their thing. They beat New England. Uh, New England continues to be bleh. Yep, Josh Allen looked great. The Patriots did not. And uh, have the Bills taken back first? Uh, yes. Yes, they did with the Dolphins' loss. We'll get to in a little. All right. Well, let's go down to Atlanta. Let's not waste any time. Let's get our boy Chris involved here. Oh, boy. And, uh, oh, boy. Atlanta. This may get ugly. Atlanta, 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 this Atlanta, Atlanta. ugly. <sighs> what happened? Yeah, five and eight, man. It's not great. You've dropped, you know, back to back three out of your last well, four out of your last five, I should say. Uh, with the last one coming at tight one against Chicago, you know, fell close to the Chargers. 
Panthers, and then the the, the Commanders, and now Pittsburgh. So, uh, yeah, it's gut punch after gut punch for Atlanta. It's not, it doesn't get easier. The losses only get more difficult. Uh, but, you know, we're going to turn and look at the positive side of things for Pittsburgh. They're 5-7. and seven. The offenses look better, uh, you know, averaging 24 points per game in their last three games. Uh, I believe 170 rush yards per game in that in that uh, in that span, along with uh, zero picks for Mr. Kenny Pickett. So uh, he's starting to turn the ball over less, starting a little bit more it. settled in because there's no pick. Yeah, so uh, that's that's a fair point, Mitch. It's a good <laughs> one. I like that. But uh, Steelers win again. Uh, they win now back to back, I believe, over the Colts and the Falcons, and uh, they're five and seven with the you know dance against the potential Lamarless Ravens next week in Pittsburgh. Well, that's the thing. I was talking with my roommate Tyler, big Steelers fan, and. Uh, we were talking before the games, uh, actually right at the start of them, when uh, and he was like, you know, the Steelers aren't out. You know, I was like, yeah, they're pretty much out though. But he he ran that he ran off their last uh, few games here, and it's it's the only tough team is the Ravens twice. But the door may have just cracked open for them with the Lamar injury. I mean, the Steelers are in the playoff hunt, something I didn't think was possible three weeks ago. Yeah, I mean, they're only a game back in New England. Yeah. It's there as crazy as that sounds. That's so weird, isn't it? As crazy as that sounds. We talk about the AFC as this much stronger conference. The Pittsburgh Steelers I mean, it is. might make the might make the playoffs in that conference. That's ridiculous. So what happens when you have an, an expanded playoff? It happens. Yeah, exactly. It also leads to you know teams. But like, look, if you look one through seven in both, let's see the Bills, Chiefs, Bills, Chiefs, Bengals, Bengals Dolphins. That's good for. Well, if Ravens win the Mars healthy, they're pretty good. Dolphins were exposed this week. I wouldn't say exposed. They I mean, got pretty stamped out. I mean, yeah, but it's a tough draw. I mean, look, you're not going to be able to win every game. It was a solid, I guess, you know, effort, not from them, but from the Niners. Yeah. Look, the Niners were the Niners one of the, the second, best teams, yeah. and now they're, you know, weaker. The Vikings. I think Dallas is the second best team. I think NFL. Dallas has now become the second best team. You're, you're correct. Yeah. Uh, Eagles play them one more time. I mean, if you look at the goes. NFC, really, you look at these seven teams. I mean, the Eagles, good. Vikings. Eagles, great. Sorry. Eagles, great. Eagles, good. Vikings, pretty good. Pretty good, yeah. Pretty, pretty good. Pretty good. I think they've established themselves. Niners that Jimmy G. Meh. We'll see, yeah. Meh. Bra- uh, Buccaneers, not, not good at all, I'd say. They're no, just t- taking bad. advantage of a bad division. Yep. Well, Cowboys, you got teams good. like that, like the Titans. Yeah, Cowboys, good. Giants, very average. Very. And Seattle and Washington also, I'd say, very average. I think Seattle's pretty okay. Uh, yeah, but... I, uh, I, I think Seattle and, and Washington are better than New York. I can't say, I can't say Washington's better than New well, York. Well, now we can't. <laughs> but, yeah. well, we saw that matchup. You know, Seattle won it. It was a tight game. Yep. But uh, I think those three teams are very evenly matched. I think it's other. close. I think it's it's right where it should be for a, a wild card race, you know. Yeah. Um, but overall, I mean, we talk about the NFC as this weak conference, comparably speaking, not really. I mean, it is, in my opinion. Nah. If you look at one through seven, the AFCs as a whole, better. It, it's and it's not a discussion. Chiefs and Bills compared to the Eagles at the top of each division. I'd I mean, say you the just Bengals have one right now more too. very good team. I'd say the Bengals right now too. Uh, I don't Eight know and four, that. they're pretty good. Just beat Kansas City. They're pretty good, but like, see, and Kansas City. I'd say Miami as Kansas, well. Who who won the Kansas City Bills game? Uh, the Bills, right? Yes. Yeah, because Mahomes threw the pick at the end. So Kansas City has now lost to the other two good teams in that in that conference. Is Kansas City that good, or are they just taking advantage of bad teams? Like, I, we yeah. can say this for each for all the teams here. I don't know. Look, if you look at the NFC schedule, 
I think that Eagles have had their good team have played a pretty bad schedule. Not gonna lie to you. They just beat. They just annihilated the first place in their division, Titans. Annihilated okay. them. They annihilated. I never the said the Titans were a good team. Vikings. Again, I think the Titans, the Vikings, have also taken advantage of playing in a horrible division. I mean, horrible. The, the North this year is horrific. It's not that good. It's not. It's that good. more than not that good. But, but the uh, I mean, the playoff teams right now that they've played, they split against Washington, beat Dallas quite handedly until it wasn't. Uh, Minnesota the Vikings, got thrashed by both the, the Titans. playoff teams they faced. Right. Okay. So I'm just saying the Eagles have separated themselves as I think the best team in this. In this league, and no one is going to be talking about it. You know why? Because Dallas put up 50. You know why? Because the Chiefs-Bengals game was very good and the Bengals look, you know, good. Because the Bills are very good. Like, because these flashier teams are, are they just have bigger markets. Okay, Every- look, also, let's calm down here and let's not paint the Eagles as some, like, team that's just full of nobodies and underdog mentality. No. You're not. You're They're not. But no one. one's talking about them. No headline is, a, is talking about the 11-1 Eagles. It's the best record in the league. Where's the respect? I mean, and you think I'm lobbying for Jalen Hurts' respect? No, but it, does he look like the front runner right now for MVP? Unfortunately, yes. Yeah, how, how do you feel about that? I don't like it because I don't like being wrong. I don't like being. Wrong. I don't think. I don't think anyone likes being wrong. But, but. I, I also don't like it because I saw multiple, multiple plays this week and last week where he took us out of field goal range, taking dumb sacks. That's dumb stuff right there. You can't do it. And he got bailed out a couple times by penalties. Look, and all the that. Eagles are a good team. They're Over, a underthrows, team. He underthrows A.J. Brown by like five yards. Come on, They're man. a beatable team. They really are. I really think they are. Uh, they've only lost one, and it was close and because of really bad refereeing. Look, I mean, they have, have they played a good team in the AFC? Uh, I wouldn't say so. Titans were a division I'm leader. Not gonna, I'm not going to call the Titans a good team. Sorry. Okay, who, who else have they played? Texans, no. Colts, no. Uh, Steelers, no. Jags, Dig- no. I, I can't. I can't find one because it's not on the schedule. Yeah, you play who's on your schedule. And exactly, the Eagles have won all of them except for one fluke. They're game. a good team with a bottom five strength of schedule. Oh my god, this is on a, this. And I think they'll go to the Super Bowl. How many points have they put up the last? Two I weeks? think they'll lose. If they seventy-five points, if they go to the Super Bowl, I think they lose. I think they win. That's, I mean, it's hard for you to say they're losing when it's your team. So. I know, I know. But they put up 75 points the last two weeks. That's not, like, no matter who you're playing, that's good. No matter who you're playing. And I don't need to see Dallas, oh, Dallas put up 54. I don't care. They took, the Eagles take their starters out, you know, with a quarter left. Because it doesn't matter anymore. I sat there bored. I watched my team put up 35 points, and for an entire quarter, I was bored. Yeah. Enough. The well, Eagles are a very good team. But we'll take a break. When we come back, further getting our NFL discussion from Week 13 recaps and uh, shifting off from our debate about the AFC versus the NFC and overall uh, strength of the conferences. Uh, don't go anywhere. Plenty more coming to our next right here on Heavy Hitters. And welcome back in Heavy Hitters, everybody, right here on the radio voice of Kutztown University, KR Kutztown. Jack, I'm Mitchell Smedley. Ayo. We're back. And uh, we're going to get back into our NFL discussion here. Going through what this week 13 slate of games was and what to look forward to in tonight's matchup, but I wouldn't say that with a grain of salt. Not much. much teams are Not playing. much. Although, look for uh, the combination of Chris Godwin and Ryan Suckup to score less than 11 points. Yeah! Oh, can, Mike Evans, can Mike Evans join him? <laughs> Dude, please, I benched him. I benched him this week, and I put in Jacoby Myers, who got five. <laughs> 
and I played Deshaun Watson, who got five, <laughs> and I benched Geno Smith, who got like 22. Deshaun, Deshaun Watson magically doesn't score a touchdown while the Cleveland defense, which I played against, scores three. They put up 30. They put up 30. My quarterback put up five. Mitch is Why? Monday. Mitch is Why? Mitch is Monday night. Oh, I'm almost in tears. It hasn't Probably happened in a while. I didn't plan on this. I didn't plan on talking about it because it hurt my soul. But I would see a score update and I go, oh, the Browns scored. Maybe it was Watson. Nope. Oh, must have been a running back. Nope. I'm like, wait, how did my how did how did how did Lars score eight more? <laughs> oh, it was a defensive touchdown, and that was the first time. <laughs> and it didn't happen just one more time, Jack. It happened. Two. I want five. I want five defensive touchdowns. Yeah. Oh, it almost happened, dude. Oh, oh my God, Mitch. What? Mitch. Breaking news. It happened. Did it? Mitch. It happened. Wait, you know what I'm thinking of, right? I, I hope so. 11 years. What? Trey Turner to the Phillies. What? 11 what? years, 300 what? million. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. No way. You're lying. I am not lying. Turner, baby. I am not lying. Mitch has walked out of the studio, ladies and gentlemen. Well, with that being said, uh, we're going to move on. Uh, I'll let Mitch celebrate, but we have to get back to... Uh, Trey Turner, baby. 11 years. Yes. 11 he's, years. About to, he's about to be here until after Harper. This is a dynasty. This is a dynasty. Okay. Well. Oh um, man, I I'm, I didn't expect to be yelling today, Jack. I didn't yell one cuss word either. That's crazy. I went from laughing to now not happy, dude. I gotta see the headline. Oh my god. Okay. Well, I will let you do that. Um, we're Why gonna... am I getting nothing, dude? Give me the headlines. Um. Okay. Oh my good. All right. Let's just get back to. NFL. Yeah. Let's get back to NFL. Let's get... Are you? Uh, how much money? Uh, three hundred mil. That's not even that much. That's less than thirty million a year. It's twenty-seven point two million. <laughs> Trey Turner's making twenty-seven a year, and Verlander's making forty-three. Yes, twenty-seven point two seven million. Low Mets, everybody. Well, um, we're not going to address that now. We've been down this road. Uh, we, we have other things to talk about. Goodness, yes, okay. we do. We're going to get sorry. That was slate. exciting during the show, Jack. I know. Up top, crazy. We scheduled at the right time. We did. Oh, he did it for the up, schedule. Up top for the for the show, not, not the, the Turner the thing, but yes. Wow. This, okay. Oh, I love. I I just love Dave Dombrowski. Well, we'll talk about it. I'll, I'll collect my thoughts. I'll open hour number two. With yeah, you. we'll open hour number two. In the, in the meantime, we're going to rapid fire through the NFL games. Here. Yes, please. Uh, okay. Got so much uh, more to We're going to go. About. Packers, Bears, 28-19. Packers win. Aaron Rodgers salutes the crowd, walking up the Soldier Field uh, <laughs> field for, for maybe the last time uh, as he owns the Chicago Bears. Green Bay wins again. They are now 5-8. 5-8, five and five and yes. 5-8. and eight. Uh, Justin Fields had a big rushing touchdown, but that's all there was to show for it. For the Bears... Packers win. Uh, they continue to absolutely dismantle their rivals in Chicago. Uh, I just saw the headline. Ravens, Broncos, 10-9. We already briefly talked about that. Lamar injury was the big overlying headline. Defensive battle. Broncos offense continues to be inept. Uh, Russell Wilson, stop it right now. Let's not do it. Anything. Bron- <laughs> Broncos country. Let's, let's stop. stop. Let's stop. Let's put it Broncos to a Broncos country. Y'all died. Yeah, it's like, my goodness. Wow. Um, please. Please, no. Wow. Oh, wow. Uh, Broncos oh, offense. they missed it. 
badly. Yeah, they did. They really did miss it badly. Um, Lions, Jags. Lions pumble Jacksonville. 40-14. Jared Goff looked really good. 342 touchdowns. Found his uh, main man, the sun god, Amon Rossi. Hey. Back two scores. 114-11 grabs. DJ Chark had almost 100 uh, with Swift and Jamal Williams also finding the end zone. Great day for Dan Campbell, the Detroit offense. They're 5-7. and seven. Uh, They are turning this thing around. Started 1-6, now 5-7. and seven. Look at them and Dan Campbell working his magic. He's slowly but surely turning this poverty franchise around. Sorry, Detroit, for the slander. Wow. But it's true. But it's, true. <laughs> it's true. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You can't tell me it's false. The Lions have been a dumpster fire for the greater part of 20 years. I mean, it's absolutely accurate. They wasted Probably more all the that. good years of Matt Stafford. <laughs> wasted all the good years of Stafford, Calvin Johnson, Barry Sanders, and the list can go on. That's impressive. Yeah. you. Hey, Lions, you have found a way to waste two careers of generational talents. Yes, Congratulations. hello. I was wondering if you could waste a generational talent again. again. <laughs> and Ooh, which one, man? <laughs> <laughs> which one, man? The Barry one Sanders? that throws hundreds and hundreds of touchdown passes. <laughs> No, oh, man, you're thinking of the one that runs for hundreds and hundreds of rushing touchdowns. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Mitch, you get it. You get it. I was wondering if you could waste a generational talent, talent again. again. <laughs> All right. Uh, we're going to go on to New York and what was a horrible tie oh, between man. the Commanders and the Giants. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Worst sake. case scenario did for anyone, everyone involved. Did anyone want to win this game? I don't think so. Did I was rooting for the Giants. Well, the Giants offense decided to say, nah, we're not going to show up in the second half. Uh, really needed Washington. It was 13-13 going into the break. <laughs> An Isaiah Hodgins touchdown made it 20-13 New York before a late Jahan Dotson touchdown. Jahan Dotson. Jahan Dotson. Touchdown. Touchdown in the Lions. Yeah. Saquon and Jahan met in midfield after the game, embracing hey. his fellow Penn State guys. Uh, Graham Gano missed a 58-yarder to uh, end the game in a tie instead of a Giants victory. Tough pill to swallow. Giants got to move on. Uh, both teams now 7-5-1 and for the tie. Only adds to the chaotic ending of the season. Upcoming, not only the That's NFC, gonna be nuts. but the NFC in general. That's going to be insane because either, Jack, uh, I, well, actually, no, I shouldn't say that because if they're the seventh seed, both of them will not make it. But uh, yeah. I, I was going to say either both of them or none of them are going to make it. So That's true. But it, it really does shake up the playoff picture because you got 7-5, 7-5, and, five, five and 1. Uh, what are the, the uh, Seahawks? 7-5 Seattle. Seven, okay, Seattle has, okay, they have had their bye. Have Washington and New York not have their bye? I believe so. That must be this week then, right? Yeah. No, no, because the Eagles play no, the Giants. I feel like Washington already had their bye. Huh. And how are you 7-5 and one? I don't know. Oh, wait, no, because the Eagles had their bye. No, Seattle's record is not 7-5. and five. What's the Seahawks record? Yeah, it is 7-5. The Seahawks are 7-5 right now. Huh. There it is. How does that happen? Good question. I'm so confused right now because... They have five games left, and the, the Giants have... Let's see. Giants. Washington, I don't think, had their bye. Both? Oh, the Giants are 7-4-1. Oh, okay. So the Giants. Yes. In the lead right now. That would make sense. Yes. yes. Okay. All right. Now All right. things are starting to make sense again. Uh, so the Giants have a half-game lead. Yeah. Yes. That is that is true. Yep. Okay. Up in Minnesota, Vikings squeak it out and hang on against the Jets and Mike White for a 27-22 win. Uh, Jay Jettis, Justin Jefferson found the end zone along with Dalvin Cook and Alex Madison. Uh, Jets found a way to battle back. Garrett Wilson, big gain, 8 for 162. Jets' rushing attack didn't fare quite poorly after they were missing James Robinson and Michael Carter. Oh, no, James Robinson did play. play. Michael Carter was out uh, and, what is it, is it Darius Knight? Or Zonovan. Zonovan Knight uh, got uh, the bulk of the carries for for New York, but uh, not enough. Mike White's 369, didn't throw a touchdown through two picks. Uh, but Garrett Wilson's big day, not enough. Jets fall, they're 7-5. and five. 
Vikings 10 and 2. Uh, good for Minnesota. But, good stuff. Uh, we'll continue to move on. Uh, AJ Brown torches his old team. Oh baby. 10 Eagles oh baby. Blitz the uh, blitz the Titans. They improved to a league best 11 and 1 as the Titans have dropped back to back, now falling to 7 and 5. But before we get back into our discussion about the NFL, we have a message from KO Notebook. Attention, KU community. Join the Women's Center staff for Feminist Fridays held every other Friday from 2 to 3 p.m. at the Boxwood House. Feminist Fridays consist of fun and interactive crafts, journaling, and a variety of activities with a feminist twist. Be sure to follow at Women's Center KU on Instagram for more information about Feminist Fridays. This message of community interest brought to you by the Radio Voice of Cookstown University KU. Our heavy hitters final about eight minutes or so, hour number one. Plenty more to talk about in hour two, but Mitch, we're going to continue to fly through these NFL games. 35-10, we already briefly talked about the Eagles. Uh, A.J. Brown. Two touchdowns, 119 yards. Somehow was left wide open for his first one. I have no idea. <laughs> well, back it got called off. It got uh, he got a penalty or a touchdown uh, waved off because of offsetting penalties, only to catch another 41 yard touchdown against his old team, and then followed that up. Yeah, with another one. Yeah, yeah. It was it was a bloodbath. Uh, Skinny Batman got in the end zone for me. Yep, against the team that I traded uh, Mark Andrews to. It was Lars. There you go. Whose defense scored 32 points, yeah. but it's okay. And there were, therefore, we won't talk about that <laughs> We won't talk about it at all. Um, man, oh man, though, the Eagles look for real this receiving court, even without Dallas Goddard. And I was like, I'm so concerned about the Dallas Goddard injury. Jack, they look amazing. They look so good. They are high flying. They look good. They didn't, like, th- these are two completely different games the last two weeks. They run for 360. They pass for, I don't know, 400-ish. Yeah, around it. It was insane. I'm just so happy that we can win two completely different ways. If Jalen Hurts would just not take dumb sacks, this this offense would be unlimited. Good unlimited. for you, Mitch. If I'm he could make accurate you. throws, if he could make accurate throws and not underthrow touchdowns by 10 or 15 yards, whatever, it's okay. If he could make an accurate throw to a wide open skinny Batman that doesn't have to tiptoe on the sideline and then gets ruled incomplete even though it was caught. Uh, you know, we could be a really great team. But the defense, locking it down, allows only 10 points. Josh Sweat, amazing. Um, Brandon Graham, Fletcher Cox, turning back the clock. And uh, it's it's really just an amazing sight to behold. The, the secondary is locked down. Uh, I know the Titans didn't have a great passing attack, especially after uh, Traylon Burks. Especially after uh, Traylon Burks uh, went out with that awful-looking injury uh, when he caught that, somehow caught that touchdown. Uh, that would be the only touchdown they scored on the day, though. Shut Derrick Henry down. 30 rushing yards, Jack, for Derrick Henry, one of the best in the league. Eagles held him to 30 measly yards. It's an incredible time to be an Eagles fan. It's an incredible time to be a Philly sports fan between the Phils and, and Birds. And I'm just so excited. we got Trey Turner for 11 years. I really don't like my life. <laughs> of course um, it's right when we start doing a sports show, Jack. Anyway. Um, it had to be the one year, you know. <sighs> I digress. I love that sigh. Browns, Texans, 27-14. We already talked about the defense performance. Sean Watson, subpar return. Uh, you know, he threw an interception right at a Texans guy. Which, yeah, uh, I thought he. I think he thought he was still on that team. Yeah, exactly. That was odd. I can't say that on air, so I'm not going to say it. Uh, Seahawks, what? Rams. I'll tell you off air. Okay. Um, I don't know I, why I said what. You quite clearly said you can't say it. And yeah, I'm like, wait, what was it? <laughs> wait, what was it? Well, if I said I can't say it, I'm not going to say it because I really don't feel like getting kicked off air. You don't? No. That makes one of us. Well. I'm kidding. Yes. Yes, Mitch is joking. Seahawks uh, take down the Rams. They uh, hold off their rivals and come back and beat them late with a DK Metcalf score with about 36 seconds left. There we go. Gino does it. They are 7-5. and five. Uh, Big win over the spiraling out of control Rams led by Sean McVay. Matt Stafford dumped for the season. They're 3-9. and nine. And they can't even get a top draft pick because they traded it. <laughs> 
So whoever Ta-da. has that, whoever has that pick, uh, good Who for you. Who does have that? Would that be in the Von Miller trade? Nah, I don't know. It's nah. a good question. I don't good, know. Good question. I don't know. We'll move on. We will move on. Uh, Burrow. Burrow, 3-0 against Mahomes in his career as the Bengals. Isn't that impressive? That's a padlock stat. It is a padlock stat as the Bengals outlast the Chiefs. Well, actually, I wouldn't say outlast. They come back and win it with uh, 10, uh, outscoring the Chiefs 10-0 in the fourth quarter. Evan McPherson gets a field goal. Chris Evans gets an eight-yard touchdown. Uh, and the Bengals, they do it again. They win it. Everyone was kind of writing them off early in the season. You know, Mixon being out I back-to-back was. weeks, as was I. Uh, but Samaja Piran goes for over 100 yards. Uh, on the ground and adds 49 through the air. So he's a good little weapon there, uh, especially if, you know, Mixon's out again next week. So interesting to monitor that. Bengals are right in fourth. They're right back in the thick of it. They're a team that can, uh, I'm not going to say they're going to go back to the Super Bowl, but they can make a run. They definitely are in position. I mean, look at that. It's going to be the Chiefs, Bills, and Bengals all battling it out at the top of that conference. So exciting playoff picture shaping up, especially with that big game uh, between the Bengals and Chiefs. Tony Romo, of course, had to be on it for... uh, the call there. Chase is back on the case, he said. Jamar yes. Chase is uh, back and beautiful. So, yeah, I mean, great game, great comeback for the Bengals. I, I guess they're real now. They're real again. Eight and four. That's impressive. That's impressive. Fair. 49ers, big win over the Finns despite Jimmy G's injury. Brock Purdy does enough. Uh, Tua goes for 295, two touchdowns, two picks, finds Tyree Kill, who had a big day. Yep, against me. And uh, Trent Sherfield started the day with a, with a bang. Uh, he got a 75 yard touchdown, the former Niner. Gets right back at his old team, but that's really all the highlights there for Miami. Uh, CMC, 66 yards on the ground, 80 in a touchdown through the air. Yes, Debo sir. Samuel counts for 58. Niners do the job. They're 8-4. and four. We'll see how they uh, will manage without Jimmy G for the rest of the season. It's going to be an interesting headline. I think it's going to be a lot of McCaffrey if I had to guess. Yeah, a uh, logical guess would be that, too. Uh, we're going to move on. Final 4 o'clock game, Raiders-Chargers. Mitch, you called this one right on the money. Oh, yeah. Uh, the Raiders. I did? Yes, you did. How did I? Because uh, you said the Chargers, uh, you know, would not get this big division to win. They did not. 27-20. The Raiders, the Carr and Adams duo, uh, was on fire all day long. Uh, they deal a big blow to the Chargers and their playoff hopes, dropping LA to 6-6. Six and six. And uh, they're on the outside looking in, I think, sitting right behind uh, New England with a win this week that would have put uh, the Chargers right on the cusp of that seventh spot. Or, uh, yeah, I think tied with the Jets or just right behind them. So yep. uh, Chargers not doing themselves any favors. Big win, Carr and Adams, they do their thing and light it up. And slowly but surely, the Raiders, 5-7, and seven, they're hanging around this race too. Josh Jacobs looking good as well, yes. consistently, each you know week in and week out. And and big news, Eckler did not get in the end zone, I don't think. Let's check. I don't think he did either. I don't think he did, despite what I said, which was uh, miraculous. No, he didn't. Yeah. But he almost counted for 100 total yards. So. I don't care. That's no yeah, touchdown. that's true. I thought he was going to score three. That's fair. Well, uh, the Cowboys on Sunday oh, Night Football made it not even close to the game. This. They scored 33 unanswered points after leading 21-19, dropping 54 on the uh, Colts, who just continue to go down the drain. Jeff Saturday's tenure uh, getting worse and worse by the week. And uh, Matt Ryan continues to show that he's a washed-up quarterback and should just retire and should just flat-out retire. Colts continue to be horrible. Cowboys 9-3. They're looking like the second-best team in the NFC right behind the Philadelphia Eagles. God, yep. that pains me to say it, but it's, uh, true. it's true. Most hated rival. How about the—did uh, we talk about—speaking of quarterbacks that should uh, you know, not be playing, did we talk about the Mariota getting benched thing? No, we didn't. Yeah, how about that? Uh, yeah. Their backup is—I knew who it was, but I forgot. Uh, do you remember? Um, we're going to look that we're up. We're going to look quick. that up over the break. Yes, we will. Well, that will take us close to our first break. We are going to find that backup real quick. My phone is blowing up. I see messages. I see sports headlines. I see oh. it all. Oh, I didn't. No. 
Trey Turner is a Philadelphia. Mariota is the only quarterback I've seen in the stat line. So okay, I guess this backup didn't throw a pass. No, he didn't. He didn't throw anything yet. But uh, he may be benched next week. Or not next week. They have a bye coming up, and then uh, after their bye, um, the owner was talking about possibly making a shift. Atlanta five and eight. Things not going well for them. Uh, Nope. Second hour, we'll wrap up our NFL discussion, talk about trade turn of the Phils and college football. College football, big next. college football stories. Absolutely. Man. All that coming up next in hour number two here on Heavy Hitters. Yes, sir. Hour number two of a jam packed Heavy Hitters. My, oh, my, do we have news for you. If you're just joining me, Mitchell Smedley, and the lovely Jack Heim to my right. Thank actually you. Actually, kind of straight ahead from this angle. Yeah. Um, Man, oh man, we're talking uh, NFL, a crazy NFL week 13. We will be talking about college football playoffs and uh, bowl schedules and uh, a whole lot of uh, championship games that happened this weekend. They did not disappoint. And, um, well, a little guy named Trey Turner just signed an 11-year contract for uh, about $300 million with a team named the Philadelphia Phillies. I have already started watching Trey Turner highlights. Uh, it is a beautiful Monday here in Kutztown and the greater Philadelphia area because uh, there is now a solidified core for the next four years. I don't get it. Four years of Harper, Turner, Castellanos. You got Schwarber for three more years, Real Muto for two more years. I mean, the window is now. You got Wheeler and uh, Nola here for a little bit longer. You got Abel, uh, McGarrett, and uh, Painter coming up through the farm system. The hopes are high, Jack. The hopes are high. Uh, what a lovely, lovely day to be sharing with you here on the Radio Voice of Kutztown University. Thank you for joining us. Jack, your, you know, 20 minutes in thoughts on the Trey Turner signing. No. No? No. Um, look, in all seriousness, it's a good signing. It is a good signing uh, for the Phillies. Turner's a good player, and uh, I think they'll reap the rewards sooner rather than later with the skill set he brings. He's really a traditional five-tool player. And, uh, look, it's going to be annoying to have him back in the division. But uh, it kind of is what it is. I'm interested more in seeing what the Mets are going to do from here on out. Yep. But uh, Phillies make a big move, a uh, big splash. I, again, I saw this coming. You know, yeah. You know, if anyone I, was following the situation, you could see it from a mile away. Oh, I called it way back. Everyone in, knew that this, this was going to be a possibility, high, a high likelihood of happening. And it, the day has come. I'm not surprised. I prepare myself for it. And uh, Phillies get their franchise shortstop. So Told you this at the trade deadline, right? First guy really since Jimmy Rollins to be the franchise guy at that position. It was position. supposed to be Stott. Uh, but yeah, now but he's kind of mid. He'll, he'll be good, man. He'll be good. But, uh, yeah, that's another piece of this uh, up-and-coming team, especially if like the, the young guys, Stott and Bohm, uh can contribute. And hopefully, I, I, think, I think Hoskins will have another good year. Uh, enough to hopefully re-sign him. I like Reese Hoskins. Let me state that quite clearly. I'm on the Reese Hoskins bandwagon. And they got Brandon Marsh for five years. So, man, yeah. I love this team. Yeah, because that guy is so great. He is a great center fielder. His hitting will improve steadily. I highly Not a that. lot. It's not going to be a drastic that. improvement, but it's going to be steady improvement, I think. All right, well, uh, we're going to wrap up our and NFL Brandon talk. Brandon Marsh hits one out of here to beat the Mets. In the NLDS, Phillies moving on. Yeah, Mitch's to pipe meet dream. the Dodgers. Mitch's pipe dream, ladies and gentlemen. Um, <laughs> how would that? How would you feel if a Brandon Marsh home run knocked the Mets out of the playoffs? Is, I don't that, know. is that the end of heavy hitters? The next day, if that happens, uh, it could be packing up, moving to Wyoming. 
Yeah, I'll pack up, move to like, uh, you know, <laughs> Queens, Montana, Montana. Ooh, north yep. of Wyoming. Desolate, yeah. desolate area. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> we got to anyway. move on. We got big. Uh, did we? Well, should we preview Monday night or go right into college football? Yeah, we'll preview it real quick. Okay. Yeah, it won't take too long. Bucks Saints in Tampa Bay, five and six. Bucks four and eight. Uh, Saints. Not really too much to talk about here. Um, if the Bucks win, they kind of hold control of the, you know. NFC South, you know, their destiny's in their own hands in terms of getting in the playoffs. So, uh, yeah, I think they are going to be able to take business, uh, take care of business, I should say. And, uh, yeah, I just don't like the matchup. Don't like the matchup for uh, New Orleans. So, give me the Bucks. Give me the Bucks to win. Yeah, Evans is going to be a non-factor. Uh, well, knowing me and the way that things work, when I Probably bench will. him because of Lattimore, he will score three touchdowns. But uh, look for Godwin to break my heart. Um and I, I think the Bucks win. I don't think it's an astounding victory, but it does help the Eagles draft pick along even further. Uh, giving the Bucks, uh, you know, like a twenty-three to seventeen. Sound good? Yeah, I like that. And it's just a boring, like the you know seven of that, ten of that comes in like the fourth quarter for the the Saints. It's a bad Monday Night Football game. Nothing for Joe Buck to really get excited about. And we all go to bed and wake up on Tuesday and realize that Trey Turner's a Philadelphia Philly. Let it sink in a little further. We're going to move on to college yeah. football. Jack Heim's favorite topic on the show. Sorry, I was just doing something real quick. Um, <laughs> what were you doing? Just, uh, I was looking through Twitter, seeing if anything uh, mm. anything else any, is breaking. Any more MLB stuff? Yeah, uh, yeah we're going to move on to college. A lot to talk about. The transfer portal is on fire right now. Look. My personal opinion is the transfer portal. It is a good thing, but it does need to be restricted because we're seeing it right now. NIL is a driving factor. Uh, kids are leaving their schools at free will. I mean, it's just they want gone. I'm out of here. I'm going to play somewhere else. Uh, we're seeing that a lot. It's going to be crazy. We've already seen moves start to happen. Plenty of quarterbacks in the portal. Uh, Mike Wright Jr. from Vanderbilt. DJU from Clemson. Phil Dracovic transfers from Boston College to Pitt. Keaton Slovis from Pitt enters the portal. Uh, Cade McNamara, the back of Gigi McCarthy, Michigan. He transfers from Michigan to Iowa. I mean, it is on fire. I mean, and, you know, last year we saw Spencer Rather transfer to South Carolina. Caleb Williams go from Oklahoma to USC, follow Lincoln Riley. I mean, Dylan Gabriel goes from USC to Oklahoma. The examples are plentiful. The portal is on fire. So much is going to happen. So many players leaving their schools. Going to be so much change uh, in the next several years, and it's going to be you know it's a new era of college football. It's the transfer portal era where transfer portal recruiting is more impactful than high school recruiting. Uh, the NIL, which schools can pay the kids, you know, more in terms of brand deals and all that other stuff in the name, image, and likeness. It, you know, it's a era of college football that is unprecedented. It has never happened like this before. All all new factors are presenting themselves in how these coaches, uh, athletic directors, and and the likes of everyone involved in, in the programs and, and the athletic offices at these respective universities handle how they recruit, handle how they deal with their athletics, you know, in terms of upgrading their facilities. So much goes into building, you know, a competitive year-in and year-out program, uh, you know, with top-of-the-notch facilities, practice fields, all the, you know, top-of-the-line stuff. And that, you know, doesn't even factor in what you do recruiting-wise. So, so much goes into it. And even now, more so than ever with the, the transfer portal and NIL. So, it's going to be interesting to see how this offseason, I should say. I, I No, I don't like to use the word offseason because, you know, there's so much always going on with the transfer portal being pretty much active at all times and the recruiting always going on. So, it's going to be interesting to see how this recruiting period after these, you know, after the bowl games and all that stuff, uh, goes down. But right now, it is on fire. It's a frenzy. So much is going on, and it's going to be interesting to monitor who goes where and how much things change. But uh, on the other side of things, for coaching, uh, there's some you know big things going on as well. There, Deion Sanders 
goes from Jackson State to, to Colorado. And Patrick, um, <laughs> you okay? I used hand sanitizer just because, I don't know, I wanted to. And I found every little dry skin cut on my hand in the last 30 years. Ow! Okay. Oh, my goodness. Well, I'm very sorry, sir. Sorry, I was trying not to interrupt you. I was, no, you're good. I'm over here waving my No, you're good. I was I was fine with it. I was just wondering if you're all okay. I'm fine now. It, it subsided. But okay. That was severely painful. That's good. Well, Jackson State head coach Deion Sanders will move on up into Colorado, up in the Pac-12. So he goes from the SWAC to the Pac. Wow. Uh, Pac-12. So, um, yeah, Deion's going to try to build Colorado. In a bit of a powerhouse, before we get back to our discussion there, we do have a message from the KU or Notebook Attention. KU faculty, have you or a colleague made a positive impact in the undergraduate research field? If so, nominate them for Undergraduate Research and Creativity's Faculty Mentorship Awards. The awards recognize excellence in faculty engagement with undergraduate researchers and carries $500 in professional development funds. The deadline for nominations is quickly approaching, and you have until March 1st to turn in your application materials. To learn more about UGRC's Faculty Mentorship Awards, please visit www.cutstown.edu slash UGRC and look under Undergraduate Research and Creativity. And if you'd like to stay updated with everything UGRC has to offer, you can follow them on Instagram at UGRC underscore KU. This message of community interest is brought to you by the radio voice of Cutstown University, KU. Heavy hitters here. Hour number two, we're rolling on. So much to talk about. College football transfer portal. Uh, coaching changes with Deion Sanders going from Jackson State to Colorado. Scott Satterfield, the Louisville head coach, he uh, you know gets out of there. And uh, he goes to the other side of the team that's playing in the bowl game. Louisville plays Cincinnati, and Scott Satterfield goes from Louisville to Cincinnati. He'll be coaching for the Bearcats against his former team in the bowl game. <laughs> How about that? That's great. How about that for a headline? That's so funny. By the way, multiple Louisville players who are on the roster and have since you know left the program uh, have said, wow, a lot of respect lost for Satterfield, the way he handled it. He didn't even meet with his team. He met with them over Zoom and told them he was leaving. So uh, you can you can decipher how that was handled whatever way you want to. I'm not a big fan. you got to meet with your team, tell them what's going on in person, I feel like. if I wonder if that's going to be a highly competitive game. I wonder if, wonder if gonna Louisville's going to have an edge. There. Yeah. Yeah. Just a little just bit. A little bit. Just, a little just a little bit. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. Yeah. Um... That was that's a sweeper. Yes, sir. Well, um, any let, let, let's see, let's see. Uh, Cincinnati head coach Lou Fickle goes up to Wisconsin. Mentioned that last week, so that's why that job was vacant. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see where Louisville goes now. Who they bring in? Rumors have been Jeff Brom from Purdue, uh, maybe going down to Kentucky, coach for the Louisville Cardinals, and that's really all that we got on the coaching side of things as of right now. There's been some rumors flying around, but uh, those have really been the only big official hirings on Power Five. And, uh, you know, outside of that level with Cincinnati being in the AAC, so that's probably the best group of five league. But anyway, uh, we're going to move on. Bowl games have been announced and also has the college football playoff. So, Mitchell. Yes, sir. Did you see these rankings when they were dropped live? Uh, I didn't watch them live. I knew what they were going to be, though. Yes. Okay, well, we have some other Alabama number one. No. I know. Yeah, exactly. So It's Georgia. It is Georgia. Georgia is number one. In the rankings, and they will be playing a team that we'll reveal in just a minute. We're going to go one through four. Georgia one. At number two, the undefeated and Big Ten champion Michigan Wolverines. Gross. Number three, TCU, the Big 12 runner-up. They went 12-1. and one. They get rewarded. Sonny Dykes gets TCU to their first ever playoff appearance in his first year at the helm. And Ohio State 
wraps it up at number four. So many fans wanted to see the game meet a rematch again to Michigan versus three Ohio State and have Georgia take on TCU. Not the way the committee had it go. It can still happen. It can still happen in the national championship game, but Ohio State's got to pull off a stunner. Yeah, that would be huge. That would be huge. It would. Hey, ja, not. I don't know why I was about to call you something else, but uh, hey, Jack. Yes. Uh, I was about to call you Jad. Um, Jad. Jack. How about you reveal the uh, the lineup for the granddaddy of them all? I don't know if I call it the granddaddy, but we'll go through That's some other major called. bowl games. The big daddy of them all, grand. I forget which one it is. Uh, the GoDaddy.com bowl. No, the uh, the Rose Bowl. Oh, okay. Well, granddaddy of them all, right? Isn't that what they call it? Um, I think that's what they call. It. I don't know. I've, I've heard it. Uh, that's what my dad taught me. He's oh, weird okay. though. <laughs> Interesting. Nah, he's awesome. Kind of. Interesting. Well, uh, other major bowl games that are not CFP related. Uh, the Rose Bowl. Pac-12 champion Utah Utes against the uh, third best team in the Big. 10 because Ohio State and Michigan both made the playoff. Penn State! They're going out to Pasadena. Last Penn time they played State. in the Rose Bowl was against the Trojans of USC in that 49-46 thriller. No, 51-48 thriller a couple years ago. Yeah. Um, how about Utah, though? Getting the big win on Friday night. Or was it 49-46? I don't know. Anyway. It was a field goal. Yeah, it was a field goal. And uh, USC won that game a couple years ago. But how about Utah? Yeah. yeah. Utah... USC did not win on Friday. No, USC Utah got dismantled sure and uh, 47-24. That's crazy. So much happening in this game. It was a great uh, conference championship game. Utah goes 2-0 this year against the Trojans, and they get Lincoln Riley in the conference championship game. Good start for USC. They went a 14-3, oh, actually 17-3, uh, but the Utes responded with a little bit of a pop in the mouth there with uh, 20 unanswered points. Oh, no, no, 24, excuse me, 24 unanswered points to go up 27-17. USC responded, Bob, before Utah really pulled away. I mean, what a game for the Utes. What a game. What a win. Pac-12 champions uh, yet again. And, yeah, Utah, good good thing out there. Cam Rising, got some good players. Uh, what a win. And USC is out of the playoffs. So not this year for Mr. Lincoln Riley. Yep, and Utah will face the Nittany Lions of Penn State in the Rose Bowl down in Pasadena. I'm very excited, Jack. I'm very excited. Yeah, you should be. Yeah, Some Penn might State say fans. the Rose Bowl is the true prize. Yeah, you know, can you smell the roses? Can you smell the roses, Mitch? Uh, I'm blind. I can't smell. That does not work <laughs> like that. <laughs> you see those commercials? He's gone nose blind. <laughs> 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 yeah, I'm Other excited. I can smell the roses. Yeah. Can you smell what the rock is cooking? <laughs> yes, I love that. Yes, <laughs> great reference, Mitch. Thank oh, you. my goodness. All right, Cotton Bowl, USC. Takes on Tulane, the AAC champion. For the Green first time wave. in program history, the Green Wave wins the AAC title over UCF. Um, what's their quarterback's name? I'm blanking so, so hard right now. 45-28 win for Tulane real quick. It was Michael Pratt goes for 394 and four touchdowns. And on the ground, it was Ty J. Spears goes for nearly 200, averaging nine yards to carry and a touchdown. Green Wave, they win big. Uh, and they will now take on Tulane in the or take on USC correction in the Cotton Bowl. Uh, five Alabama, who was just left out of the playoff, will play in the Sugar Bowl against Kansas State, the Big Twelve champion who took down TCU. And in the Orange Bowl, it's your other team, Mitch. It's Clemson taking on Tennessee. My other two teams. Bandwagon. I yeah, I have bandwagon on both of them. But uh, <laughs> screw that. That's awesome. Bandwagon, you gets ladder when I'm cheering on the Volunteers. Folks know I'm country when they hear the way I talk. Clemson and Tennessee. 
Who you got in that one, Jack? Who do you think's going to win? I think Clemson because Tennessee doesn't have the starting quarterback. Yeah, that's a that's a little bit of an issue. So yeah. yep, Clemson looking like they're going to take. If I give my prediction, I'd probably say USC, Bama, Clemson, and Utah. Oh, mm, I was with you up until that Utah thing you said. I don't like that. I don't like that at all. Sorry, what's Penn Utah. State ranked? Number seven. Not seven. They're seven. No, they're not. Penn State. Clemson is. Oh, Penn State was eight, and USC fell. What's not Penn in the State ranked? Poll. Not in the playoff poll. Really? Playoff rankings. Penn State's eleven. Ele- they were eight last week. Yeah, they fell three spots. How? They didn't play. Kansas State went up over them. Uh, Utah went up over them. Clemson went up over them. And yeah, malarkey. Malark, the USC lost. Penn State didn't play. Penn State should be number seven. Number seven, in my mind. That's how it works. We got to go to break, right? We do got to go to break. Yeah. When we come back, further college football discussion, and then we'll go to a little bit of a World Cup discussion. And I got a comment from Chris we'll uh, digest a little bit here. So. Absolutely. Plenty more coming your way next here on Heavy Hitters. Hour number two rolling on here on this wonderful Monday afternoon. And welcome back to Heavy Hitters. Didn't know it was my job. Sorry, Jack. Uh, we are making our way through hour number two. A lot to discuss. We're talking college football. We're talking, well, we did talk NFL, MLB. We got some World Cup unfortunate news to talk about this weekend, but uh, it is what it is. Um, where do you want to head now, Jack? Still in uh, college football to talk about? Yeah, still a little bit of college football to okay. talk about. Do it. And Actually, uh, wait, let me talk about real quick. I uh, got a message from Chris down in Georgia. Chris from Georgia says, the Braves' core is still twice as good as the Phillies and twice as cheap, and that the Phillies still aren't favored to win the division. Now, the first, uh, uh, let me, these are three three things here. First, false. Second, kind of true. Third, mm-hmm. arguable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we need to cut that audio. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I was finishing up eating one of my So That's why I didn't want to say anything. And then I just, that's why I just did that. Yeah. Yeah. Just fill the mic levels all the way. Wow. Oh, wow. No, but for real, addressing those comments. Twice as good, Jack. Chris, I know I'm dogging you for the, for the Falcons, man. I really do. And I'm sorry for that. It's just too easy. He's going to try and make peace now. Now, for the Braves, I don't like them either. But I can agree that the core of the Braves is better and cheaper than the Phillies. Better. I agree. Freeman's aged. Freeman's uh, in the Dodgers, bro. Oh, wow. Whoa. That's a massive gaffe. Oh, that's one of my biggest ever. That's one of my biggest ever. Especially He's been since. gone for over a year, man. Over, dude. <laughs> it's long gone. It was awful. He's been long gone. I can't believe I just said Woo. that. Wow, Mitch, that's a bad look. I'm sorry, man. Oh it's okay. I was going to say, it's like he's not even on the team anymore. Yeah, it's because it's he isn't on the team. Yes, that's a good observation. It's like it's almost like he's not even on the team anymore. Well, that's because he isn't. Good job, Mitch. Way to point that one out. The ultimate Monday gaffe. It's right. okay. Look, Riley's good. Olsen's fairly decent. Uh, let's go position by position. Yeah. Let's, let's make it fun. Let's do Riley, this again. better Me third. and Chris did this before the Phillies Braves series. Right. Riley, better at third. Um. Yes. Right now. <laughs> what do you mean? Um, um yes. It's not a discussion. I hate this place. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, shortstop right now, the, the Braves don't have one. We win. So wins. Even if they got swan any of the shortstops on the market, the Phillies are better. Trey Turner's agree. the best one. I would agree. Second base. Um Stotty. Stotty too hottie. Mm. Up and coming star. He's gonna take a big leap this I'm year. I'm taking guy. Albies. Come on. 
Stott is a look. No, Albies is better. Come on, man. No. Come on. This is my hot take. This will be my hot take. This is I will, I will hot take this here. Bruh. Bryson Stott will have a better year than Ozzy Albies. Sorry. Really, really bruh. Sorry. Really, I bruh. think Stott takes a huge step forward this year, Jack. I really do. Are you, you serious? Saw, you saw stretches of it in in 2022. You saw a couple, right? He had some big, big, big hits. And now I think he's going to become more consistent. This and, guy. And when that happens, that's, this that's guy. dangerous. This guy. Come on. This guy. Give it to me. This guy. Give no. it to me. Albies is better. First base. I'm taking Matt Olson. Yeah. Um. Let's see. Catcher. I'm taking JT. JT. Real- JT. Real Muto. Starting pitcher. Dan Baker. Start, it's close. Pitching. This That's is close. Interesting. I'd give the Braves slight edge. I don't know about that. Because when the Phillies sign someone, as a whole, Phillies going to sign someone though. Is that a guarantee? No. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> is that a guarantee? I certainly wish it was. <laughs> I don't think it is. I they just dished I, out a whole boatload of money to Turner. Oh, they're spending more. They had so much money come off the books. Come on. Come on. All right, outfield. outfield. Right field without Harper. I'm taking Acuna. But they're going to have Harper. And Cast- Not yet. And, and I think Castellanos won't be as bad, okay? But when Harper comes back, that's clearly that's clearly going to Philly. Okay. Well, do you put Ronald in right or center? <laughs> I mean, I'd still take Brent. No, I'm kidding. Oh, my <laughs> God. I'm kidding. Kidding. kidding, of course. Uh, all right. So, look, let's take the outfield as a whole then, right? You have Schwarber. Harper, Castellanos, and Marsh. Yeah. Compared to Michael Harris, Acuna Jr., who's the left fielder. Uh, uh, it was Grossman last year. Yeah. It, okay. So that's that's. Let's just chalk that up to just some guy, right? <laughs> yes, some just guy. Just some guy. Uh, I'm taking the uh, Phillies outfield. Oh yeah, Adam Duvall. I'm taking the Phillies outfield. Like, and it's not even close. Schwarber mm, and Harper are close. MVP candidates. Come on, it's not close. No, it's and close. And whichever but one I'm of those outfielders the isn't edge. playing is the DH. Philly wins I'm giving the, DH. the Phillies the edge, but it's close. You can't say it's a blitz. I think it's a blitz. Come on. What do you mean, come on? Come on. Come on. Look, I don't know. Look, Braves, Harper, Braves look, 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 when Harper comes back, all right? Look at it this way. When Harper comes back, Harper greater than Acuna. Fine, you can take the outfield. Harris but... greater than uh, Marsh, but, but Schwarber's better than Harris by a mile. Uh, I wouldn't say mild, but oh, he's better. Oh, my. Dude, he led the National League in home runs. Come yeah, on. Yeah, but what if he got lucky? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Got lucky um, 49 times? Yeah, I mean, you know, it can happen. <laughs> <laughs> no, we getting got, lucky, got lucky is JT times. Ramuto I mean, getting yeah, an inside happen. the parker when Michael Harris couldn't catch a ball. Yeah, that's true. That's lucky. That's fair. Yeah, that's not what Schwarber did. He blasted balls 488 feet out of Petco Park. All right, yes, that's fair. Yes. Okay, um, but bullpen Braves by a mile. Okay. Yeah. But see, it's not that far of a difference. Like I But the Braves are better. Phillies have the positional advantage. Braves have the bullpen advantage. Well, they have the outfield advantage. Okay, but infield, I I'm see the difference here is I'm taking Stott. If you do that, you have Stott, Turner, and Romuto, as opposed to uh Riley and Olsen. That's three to two. That's a swing vote. That's a swing vote for yeah, Stott. Yeah, well, it's you're wrong. Vote. No, it's a swing vote. No one would agree with you. I don't care. You're you're on an island. I put the Phillies in the World Series this year. As back a in April. joke. No, it was not. Yes, it was. I, I can, I can. You can twist it any way you want. You said it as a joke, and you got lucky. I think I was quoted on the show as saying, the longest running joke in heavy hitters. Yeah, you literally said that. 
Yeah, but I was right. What if this is, you know what, fine, fine. I'm just joking that uh, Bryson Stott will have a better year than Ozzy Albies. Just joking. Yeah. A few months later. <laughs> and Bryson Stott hits his 40th home run of the yeah, season. Okay. <laughs> oh, my goodness. It sails out of, uh, I almost said Heinz. <laughs> <laughs> It sails out of Lincoln Financial Field. <laughs> it sails into Lincoln Financial Field. That's how far he it. <laughs> no, and, uh, I'm trying to think of a stadium. It sails out of City Field, and the Phillies take the lead over the Mets in the seventh. Boo. Five to four. Well, I mean, you can't beat us, so. You can't beat us. You couldn't. Things won't change. You can't make a World Series. You're Things stuck on 86. We made it in 15, so we kind of did the same thing. Right, but ours was better. I mean, not really. By one game. Hey, there we go. So it was better. Yeah, marginally. Mm-hmm. A loss is still a loss, though, my friend. Right. Anyway, slice it. I know. I know. I'm sad. I get it. I'm upset. Yeah. But I signed Trey Turner. Weep in the... No, I'm just kidding. I was going to say, I, weep I'm in the corner. I did it. <laughs> yeah. I did it, guys. I signed Trey Turner. I did it. I did it. I signed him. I brought him to <laughs> Philadelphia. It was all me. It was I, all Mitchell hey, Smedley. I, I called that one, too, though. That was like half a year ago. I mean, yeah, but like, and I, I never wavered too. from. But it. I was saying that too. You said it was possible. I said no, that's happening. Look, I was confident that the Mets might be in that sweepstakes, but I said the Phillies would also be a really good fit, and they would also very be in yeah, it to no. the end if they didn't get them. You said they were the front runner. I said it was happening. Yeah, I gave the people a lock, padlock take. <laughs> All right. Well, we're gonna get back to college football real quick. We Please got some do. other bowl games to highlight. Uh, the Citrus Bowl, January second, LSU takes on Purdue. The SEC runner-up versus the Big Ten runner-up. Gator Bowl, Notre Dame versus South Carolina. Interesting matchup here. And my dad's a big Notre Dame game, a Notre Dame guy, and we were talking about this, and he's like, oh, man, really, South Carolina? But I'm like, hold your horses here. South Carolina's not a bad team. They just took down two top ten teams in the final two games of the season, uh, being Tennessee. Of course. And Clemson. Of course. So yeah. basically, South Carolina win the Sugar Bowl. <laughs> yes. Basically, South Carolina is your home record. Can we give them the, uh, the Sugar Bowl trophy? Let's give them the Orange Bowl, because that's it. <laughs> Jack's coughing, everybody. I'm dying. Which one of the, really. is Clemson Sorry, playing no, in? I thought it was the Sugar. Uh, no, Orange. Oh, oh, that's why. Okay, give them the Orange Bowl trophy because they beat both the teams. <laughs> that's fair. Can make that argument. But um, anyway, you know I think it could be an intriguing match. Orange. No. The Orange no. Bowl. Orange. Orange. Yeah, Orange Bowl. Annoying Orange. Yeah. <laughs> do you remember that? Yes, that I do. Video? Yeah. Annoying I do. Orange. Hey, Apple. No. Apple. Stop. Hey. Stop. Knife. <laughs> oh my goodness. All right, uh, Sunbolt, UCLA takes on Pitt. Uh, funny now how who's going to be the quarterback is going to be Jerkovic. Probably not because I don't know if he's even eligible to play in this game yet because he's just transferring in. Um, Alamo Bowl, Michael Penix and Washington take on uh, Quinn Evers in Texas. Uh, Michael Penix has announced he's returning back to Washington next year, so uh, Huskies can certainly be Pac-12 favorites. All right, if they're alongside USC and uh, Utah or maybe maybe Oregon as well. But uh, interesting one. Jason Bull. Oh yeah, my team, Florida State, taking on Oklahoma. Man, we're gonna kick. We're, we're gonna we're gonna beat them. We're we're gonna we're gonna beat them pretty badly, I think, because they can't stop the run. They allow nearly 200 rushing yards per game. And we can run the ball well. I look for Florida State to dominate. I love that matchup and uh, bring it on, Oklahoma. Bring it on. Revenge for 2000 when y'all beat us in the national championship, bro. Yeah, I remember. Bring that. on the boom boom. Holiday Bowl also last notable one. Oregon hosting UNC. Uh, that should be another good one. Uh, Pac-12 versus ACC. 
Um, anything else you want to add about college football, Mitch? College football. Uh, just goodbye, uh, ukulele. Thank you. Exit stage left. He's out of Clemson. DJ Uyunglele. DJ Uyunglele. I think I actually nailed that. You did. That was good. I was surprised. I just went for it. Uh, But other than that, no. Uh, Just upset I'm going to have to see Sean Clifford one more time. (laughs) Oh, one more quick thing. Uh, Georgia, LSU, just recapping the SEC championship game real quick. Uh, 50-30, the dogs win. And this game got off to an interesting start with a blocked field goal that LSU forgot was a live ball. So Georgia ran that back 96 yards for a touchdown. I forgot that was that How does your team fall asleep there? How does he not know it's a live ball? All 11. Yeah. All 11 They're like, yeah, whatever. Whatever. It was and so you funny. you just stand there and then pick it up? Yeah. What was that? Why did he just stand there? Just lull him asleep? Yeah. Yeah, just try to bait him a little bit. Okay. And then uh, it was funny because the OC slash special teams guy up in the uh, up in the press box there, <laughs> he was like, no, 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 no. Don't pick it up. Don't pick it up. Go, 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 go. Yeah. That was why, great. So I was why didn't he want him to pick it up? Because if it if it's a dead ball there, it goes back to the spot of the kick. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So you get better field position. But if you pick yeah. it up and run it back, then it's wherever you get tackled. Right. So Okay. That's that's what I thought. But I and usually most teams know it's a live ball, so you can just yeah. uh So the offense can't pick that up, right? They no. can just down it. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, crazy start to that game. I saw that all over social media. Yes. So Moving on, uh, World Cup action, right? Ooh, so yes, sir. Saturday morning, I woke up for this. Did you? I did. Yeah. It was terrible. I woke up for the United States taking on the Netherlands. And, uh, it was well, a- <laughs> we had a chance in the second minute. Uh, Mr. Hospital there. Uh, Polisic. Polisic almost put it in the back of the net. But, but missed. Yep, couldn't get a good hit on it. It was right in front of the net. And uh, so the score would remain nothing. Nothing till I think, the 10th minute. And uh, the Netherlands would get on the board. They would never look back. Two nothing. Uh, U.S. made it two one in the second half, but then three to one in the eighty sixth minute, and that would be your final. The United States knocked out of the World Cup uh, in the round of sixteen. You know, good win against Iran. Iran, I'm sorry, but uh, couldn't follow it up with anything against the Netherlands. Really, uh, in the end of the second, uh, end of the first half, they had a, a good few minutes of pressure sustained, but never got anything in. Uh, and other than that, one chance at the beginning, uh, they never really felt in this game. I don't know about you, Jack, but uh, yeah. I, I woke up at 10 o'clock for nothing. Yeah, same here. I watched the game. was not great. Uh, Memphis Depay scored in the 10th minute. Uh, and then, you know, Denzel Dumfries, great game for Netherlands. He had a goal and two assists, and this one was uh, rated a 9.1. He was the player of the match. And, uh, yeah, Netherlands took the lead early. They never looked back. United States could really never really get anything serious going. Haji Wright scored in the 76th minute. Made it 2-1 before uh, Netherlands got a response. You know, the look, biggest game, uh, biggest point of the game for me, Netherlands scored on their big-time opportunities. The United States just didn't, and that was the difference maker. Uh, Netherlands was scoring in a lot of uh, transitions, right? They were they, yeah. they would score in the quick ways. They wouldn't get in the box and sustain the pressure. Uh, they, they were scoring on breakaways, catching the United States, lacking a little bit, uh, not letting them get back. And the U.S., uh, they, they had to, I mean, once the Netherlands got that first goal, they just sat back and they were like, you're going to beat us by passing it, by, you know, arranging plays and everything for sustained pressure. And the U.S. couldn't do it. U.S. could not do it. They had an early chance, missed it. That set the tone. U.S. out of the World Cup. Yeah, unfortunate. Uh, but this is a youthful, youthful group, I should say. They'll be back. Very. Yeah. Uh, they'll be back in 2026 when it's hosted on U.S. soil. And uh, that should make for that. a fun World Cup. Oh, man, I forgot about that. That should make for a fun World Cup. But as for this one, uh, Argentina took care of Australia 2-1. to one. Croatia today. Oh, what a thrilling one to start today's action. Uh, and penalty kicks. Croatia moves on. Uh, they went 3-1 in penalties over Japan. 
And uh, they're moving on to play Brazil, who's up 4 nothing right now in the 76th minute over uh, South Korea. So South Korea, their uh, World Cup run, presumably over. Coming to an end. Uh, f- all four goals came in the first half for Brazil. Ouch. Uh, Vinicius Jr. from Real Madrid, Neymar, and Richarlison, along with Paqueta, uh, scored in the 36th minute. 4 nothing Brazil. They're rolling. They are the World Cup favorites. They will want to play the 2018 runner-up in Croatia in the yeah, quarterfinals. Yeah, that's going to be a big matchup. Absolutely. going to be a great one. Great one there. Uh, England and France also moved on. France beat Poland 3-1, to and England beat Senegal 3-0. So those two longtime rival nations in soccer will play each other, and uh, that should be another fun one. It's going to be chippy. Fans are going to get into it. Players are going to get into it. should be a fun one uh, all around. Love to see that. You saw it with the U.S. and uh, in England, and now you're going to see it England-France. So. Yes. Awesome. Can't wait. Uh, Morocco plays Spain uh, tomorrow, and... Portugal play Switzerland also tomorrow to decide all the quarterfinal matchups. Uh, and then we'll be back on Wednesday talking about some more World Cups. So just brief stuff there. Uh, we'll move on, Mitch. And honestly, this is uh, – what, what do you want to talk about next? I'll, let, I'll let, you, <laughs> let it go to you. What do I want to talk about? I mean, I just I just want to hear you say that the Eagles are a great team, to be honest. The Eagles are a good, good team. Oh, come on. They're 11-1. and one. What would make them a great team? Uh, not losing again. No. Never. What would make them a great team that they've done so far? Why <sighs> don't you think they're a great team? Um. Mm. Their defense. Oh, he's thinking. He's. They're. Well, I'm sorry. Did you say the defense? Yeah. The, the defense. Who led up 33 points to, 10 to the Green Titans. Bay? 10 to the Titans. 16 to the Colts. 33 to the Packers. But like. But, like, come on, You know, man. because they were always scoring. Well, this is a beatable team. Very really. beatable. Eh. Right matchup. No. I think three teams in the AFC could beat them. Great secondary. I think Cincinnati could. Great run could. defense. I think Cincinnati could. I think Buffalo could. Could. And I think could. Miami could. Could. Wait, you don't think the, the Chiefs? No. Wow, why not? They don't. Chiefs don't even have remotely close to enough good defense. Really? Yeah, I think you, AJ you Brown think, would pick them apart. Wow, you think the Eagles annihilate the Chiefs? Yeah. Plus, that, they can run the ball. They control the line of scrimmage. Huh. Interesting. Okay. Uh, why do you think the Bengals can? Yeah, I think they could be able to find a way to trade points. Hmm. They could slow the game down. They can run it well with Mixon enough. I, I think the Eagles' run defense would have something to say about that. They just held Derrick Henry to thirty. Yeah, points I mean, look, the Eagles' yards. run defense is good, but the pass defense. I think it's vulnerable. Uh, you do? Yeah. You want to throw against big play Slayer? You want to try James Bradbury? Or, I would. Or when C.J. Gardner-Johnson's healthy. Look, look. Or even Darius Slay well, isn't you know? this world-beater corner. He's really good. Don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to discredit. Very good. <laughs> I'm not trying to discredit Mr. Slay. Uh, but, uh, look, I saw James Bradbury in his days with the Giants. That dude ain't nothing, man. Okay. That dude is not nothing. He's, he's, he's a fine pretty two. fantastic for me yeah, over here. Yeah, because he's not a number one corner. And we have that. Yeah. We have that. We have guys in the right spots. But even as a number two, he can be beat. He can be beat. I think T. Higgins would have a field day against that guy. This is ridiculous. The weakness of the Eagles, I think, is linebacker. And it's always going to be that way. But uh, I think the weakness is linebacker. Other than that, I think they're pretty locked down on defense. Oh, give me a break. Come on. Uh, Offensive line is tremendous. Yeah, agreed. 
Uh, wide Jalen Hurts unmatched. He's good. Almost. He's. I don't know if he's a guy who's going to be able to get you Super Bowl. I don't know. I'm just still trying to figure that. I just don't see it. Is I he going to have one of those slip up games in the playoffs? Yes. Yeah. He's going to take a big that sack, too. knock us out of field goal range in a I, tight look, game. I think Hurts is a good quarterback, but I don't think he's a Super Bowl quarterback. No, and I, I think that's what I've come to realize. Yeah, he's probably a good quarterback. I can't deny that anymore. He's having a great season. But I don't think he's a Super Bowl quarterback. And that's what everyone here debates about Wentz. Was he going to win the Super Bowl? We don't know. Uh, a lot of people say, no, I think he would have. But, uh, man, oh, man, it, it's it's history has a habit of repeating itself. And, uh, so you're I, telling me Jalen Hurts no, is going to get hurt? No, that's what, this is going to be the repeat without the injury, thank God, because I don't like seeing guys get injured, right? I don't uh, think anyone does. Right. And uh, I, I just don't know how it's going to shake out in the playoffs. People are talking about the Eagles being a first-round exit. That is a huge concern for mine. In the second round of the playoffs, Eagles' first game after the bye, because they'll be the one seed. Man, oh man, if the Eagles lose, I will be irate. I, I, it, it will not be pretty. I will have been so proven right about Jalen Hurts. I, and I will have been right about the Eagles. I no, because I think the yeah. loss is going to fall on Jalen Hurts. Yeah, no, I was. I think, I, I'll be right. I think it'll be undeniable about the if loss the Eagles will be on lose Hurts. in the first round. Choke job on the part of Jalen Hurts. Choke job, probably one on of the biggest Hertz, choke jobs. Sirianni and Gannon; those will be the three guys I point to. Everyone else, I think, will be doing their job. And Hurts goes down. Yep, because he held on to it for about you know fourteen days. All right, well, throw the football. We do have to go to our second break. break. Uh, When we come back, we'll... uh, One second, NHL, college hoops. Yeah, we can go Sprinkling a little bit of everything. uh, Surprise time. All the uh, storylines for NFL we didn't specifically dive into, we'll hit, you know, we'll we'll just... Surprise time. Uh, Coming up next, uh, you will have to stick around and find out here on Heavy Hitters when we come back. We're so planned out. We, well, we were planned out, <laughs> yeah, uh, I know, but I kind of went through everything faster than I thought we did. Yeah, because we lightninged the uh, NFL. Yeah. Well, uh, when we come back... You will have to wait and find out what we talk about next. Uh, don't go anywhere. Play more coming your way next here on Heavy Hitters. And welcome back to Heavy Hitters, everybody, right here on the radio voice of Kutztown University. K, you are Kutztown. Jack, I'm Mitchell Smedley. We are back for the final part of today's show. Mitch, we talked about so much. MLB, I've had breaking news on the show uh, in both MLB and NFL. Actually, some breaking news. Uh, Yankees, I wouldn't say breaking. It happened a little bit ago. But the Yankees extended Brian Cashman through 2026 to be the Yankees GM. What are your thoughts? Um, I don't like the Yankees. I agree. <laughs> I, I, I don't think I don't think Cashman's that good, so I don't care. I don't really care. Don't you care. You know what I care about? Trey Turner. You know what I care about? Justin, Justin Verlander. <laughs> yeah, all two years of him. I got a decade plus. Well, that's what I have in Francisco Lindor. Mm-hmm. Is he that good? Is he him? I mean, <laughs> he was pretty good last year, I'd say. Over 100 RBIs, 25 or 26 home runs. I'll take that. Dude, remember when uh, your your little viewer there, listener there, <laughs> said they'd take uh, the Alonzo... Uh, oh, yeah. The Alonzo... Why can't I think of his name? Alonzo Lindor. Yeah, Lindor. Uh, over the Schwarber Harbor, citing... Oh, his I first agree. Reason, first reason cited was because of more total RBIs. Yeah, I mean, they drive in runs. No, dude, come on. As I mentioned... Run producers. As I mentioned so loudly that other week... Run Producers. As I mentioned, Harper was hurt run half producers the and Schwarber run lead producers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, run <laughs> producers. Who was hitting World Series? Run home producers. Run. <laughs> run producers. 
<laughs> May I say it again? No, okay. You know, you know what the Phillies just got in Trey Turner, a run producer. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's true. That you is, did get one. Yes, we did. I, so I told Jack I, I'm starting to watch these uh, Trey Turner highlights, and I'm glad that the, this highlight video I found it's not all home runs. It's big time doubles. It's singles. It's a few home runs, but it's mostly run producing. <laughs> you know what? I think I'm taking Lindor over Turner. Um, I never said that. Then what do you mean you're taking him? Because he's a Met. You know. <laughs> but in what in what context? <laughs> I would take Francisco Lindor over <laughs> J.P. Crawford. I would <laughs> I would take him over um, J.P. Crawford. I would take Francisco Lindor over about twenty seven other shortstops in the league. Who are the two you wouldn't? Probably Turner. Actually, that's probably it. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> but it's close. It's not that close. Oh, but it is. No, it's not. Even you, if, even if, it, it Turner's the third best. If you look at Lindor since 2015, he's, he's a dog. He's that guy. He is him. I mean, he is kind of him. <laughs> Himothy Lindor. <laughs> him. Him, Cisco Lindor. Francisco Himdor. Yeah, yeah, that that works better. Francisco Himdor. <laughs> That's awful. Oh my goodness. I'm I'm interested to see what bat. Try turn get. around this franchise. I'm interested to see what bat the Mets get. You think they're gonna get a bat? Oh, you you overestimate. What do you mean I overestimate? Lowness. Steve Cohen has an unlimited unlimited. He's worth seventeen billion, billion with a B. Billion B billion dollars. dollars. Go him. How much is Middleton worth? Mm, he's pretty mid. That no good. Get it? Yeah. Middleton. Yeah, he is. Uh, how much is he worth? I don't know. That's unfair. Not worth 17. Why is there no salary cap in baseball? I don't know, but I, I don't like understand. it. I don't. I don't. Why? The Phillies are the fourth spending team in the league. Right, but I don't I don't think that's how it should be, man. Wait, you think it should be fair? <laughs> oh, God. How awful. How awful would it be if everyone had an equal chance to win? Well, you know what, Mitch? What? Life isn't fair. Life is a highway. That's that's true. And like the Tennessee bandwagon, I want to ride it all night long. Uh, okay. <laughs> if you're going my way, I want to drive it all night long. Just like a Trey gimme, 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 a gimme, gimme, yeah. <laughs> Saying it like that does not make the song sound even really close to as good. I know. Well, one of the all-time road trip bangers. We're going to move on real quick. Other, yeah. you know, I have some college basketball tidbits I want to talk about a little bit. UNC started the season as the pre, uh, preseason number one, now falling out of the top 25. Uh, wow. Creighton gets upset by Nebraska, number seven. Uh, UConn emerging as the top team in the Big East. Uh, Kentucky takes on Michigan yesterday in a big game. And, um, yeah, I mean, college basketball is kind of rolling on here. Starting to get closer and closer towards conference play, and that's a good thing. Makes it more exciting. But uh, yeah, not really much more on that. Just a uh, you know a couple of tidbits that I wanted to say. Mitch, final ten minutes of today's show. I'll read the notebook, and then we can go into it. I knocked over the trash can. Oh goodness gracious! Uh oh. Well, attention, KU community. Want KUR at your event? No problem. Go to www.cutstown.edu/kur. Find live events/remotes. Read the reminders and fill out the form. Our promotional director or an e-board member of KUR will reach out to you as soon as possible. 
An important reminder about events is that KUR needs at least three weeks notice to even consider your event. No exceptions. This message is brought to you by the radio voice of Kutztown University, KUR. Well, let's well, well, do everybody. it, Jack. It's that time again. Guess who's back? Back grab again. your balloons and invite your friends. Seatbelts back on your chaperone. You know that song? Search by NF? Nope. Okay. I'm not an NF guy. But gotcha. uh, you want to dive into these uh, predictions here? Sure. All right. Me and Jack, we're sitting here uh, in between weeks 13 and 14, coming down the stretch here, the uh, NFL season. We are gonna uh, we got seven playoff teams to predict each side of the conference little thing there. I don't know. Each conference. I yeah, just each conference. I just said so much better. Uh, NFC, we'll start there. That's where both our teams reside. I'll start this show. Number one, I have the Philadelphia Eagles. Okay. You? I would also agree. Philadelphia okay. Eagles are the one seed. He's got the Eagles in the one seed. Number two, in light of recent events, in light of recent events, with everything that's going on, um, <laughs> I, I think the Minnesota Vikings will take the two seed, repeating the top two of 2017. Hello, I would like... <laughs> yes, hello. I was wondering if you could make the Vikings the two seed again. And I think they will. You think they will? Okay. We're in agreement so far. This is boring. You're supposed to hate me. Um, well, num- I don't hate you, Mitch. Number- I do love you, buddy. You're my friend. Number three. All right, so we got two division leaders out of the way. We got the North and we got the East. Number three, it's either going to be the West or the South. What's the Niners record right now, Jack Heim? Eight and four. And what's the Tampa Bay Buccaneers record right now? Uh, five and six. That's a three-game difference. That's going to be hard to overcome, even if uh, San Fran's quarterback is injured once again in Jimmy G. Give me the Niners three, Tampa Bay four. I mean, fourth goes to Tampa. <sighs> Seahawks three. <whistles> no, I'm just kidding. Um, oh. What are the Seahawks right now? Seven and five. Oh, they're one behind? Yeah. For sh- okay, I forgot they won this week. I- and they play each other one more time yeah. on Thursday night. I'm going to have to think about this. I might save the Seahawks three. I don't know. I don't I, I'm know. going. I'm going to be the first to do it. Seahawks take the three seed. I, I thought they. I thought they were six and six. I apologize. Well, I'm actually going to go San Francisco then. Okay, I'm taking the Seahawks. They're going to come back. They're going to be the surprise division winner this season. I, we all had them predict fourth in this division. You know. Yeah. So uh, give, I. I don't know who they play coming up, but give me the the Seahawks, the Waterbirds, <laughs> uh, to win the West. That means Tampa fourth place in the NFC South. Number five, I think we both are going to have uh, the team we hate the most, Dallas in the five spot first yes. wild card. Yep. The, the last Cowboys. Yes. Yeah. They look great right now, which sucks. But uh, the Eagles have beaten them once already. They'll do it again. And uh, Dallas will take the five seed into the postseason where they will choke in the first round once again. To uh, Tampa Bay. Nah. That would be horrible for them. Uh, yeah. Maybe a second round choke. Who knows? Uh, right. Six. Six. Six, six, six. Jack, I'll let you go first this time. I will go with the Washington Commanders. Oh, wow. That's a big move. That's a big move. Uh, this is where I hmm, I don't want to agree with that. So I'm going to say it's going to be the Niners. I think they'll take second in the West. I think the Commanders will fall apart here. And uh, give me the 49ers in the, uh, in the sixth Spot. Who you got? Seven. Seattle. Are you putting, oh, okay. I was going to say, are you going to put New York in? He's not. But I am. I am going to put the New York football giants 
That's crazy, isn't it? Even though they play the Eagles twice, I think they'll split because the Eagles won't be playing. They play in Week 18, right? Yes. Yeah, so I don't think the Eagles will be playing that game. That's why the Giants will split with the Birds. Uh, I think the Giants find their way into that seventh seed like the Eagles did last year and get absolutely embarrassed by the Minnesota Vikings round one. We'll get to those, hopefully. Uh, the Giants get in there beating Minnesota. What? You're on drugs. Uh, no, I'm not. No, you're not. No, I'm not. No, you're not. Uh, moving on, AFC. This is where it gets interesting. Who you got in the one seed? I have the playoffs rolling through. The Kansas City Chiefs. Oh, even though they lost this weekend. I do not. I've said it all year. I think the best team in this conference is residing in upstate New York. Give me the Buffalo Bills, number one. Okay. They'll take the first round by. They'll be on a collision course with the Eagles in the Super Bowl where they have zero experience winning it. <laughs> okay. Chiefs won. For me? Yeah, who you got two? Cincinnati two. Oh, man. He's dropping Buffalo down. Uh, this is where I have the Chiefs. Even though they lost to Cincinnati, I think up and down they're a better roster. They have a better quarterback. Um, I don't know. I, okay. don't, I think the defense lacks, but I think they find a way to get two. Now, what are they? A three-loss team now? So who? They still the Chiefs. They still yeah. have a game over Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. I think they're going to have the same record coming down the stretch here. Cincinnati does have the tiebreaker, so gaining one game on KC—that's huge. Now, I love the Bills. I do. Yeah, I am a Bills guy, and I will pull for them. Okay, but you don't I am have them three. solely doing this at the strength of schedule, and that's why I have them at three. Oh, okay. You do have them. They three. play the Jets. They should win. They play the Dolphins. I think that's a loss. No. They play the Bears, win. Win. They play at the Bengals. Win. I think that's a loss. Uh, that could be a loss. I think that's a loss, and they wrap up with a win against New England. So that way they finish up. Win, win, win. So that's They'd have four 12, 12 and five. Losses. They go yeah. 12 and five. Bengals? What do you have for them? Do you have Bengals. running the table? They play the Browns. I think it's a win. Bucks win. Patriots win. Bills win. And then Ravens win. I think they run the table. I think they go 13-4. I think they drop two of those. Really? Yes. I think they beat the Browns. I definitely think they lose to the Bills. I don't. Uh, no, I don't. No, I don't. I think the Dolphins definitely lose to the Bills. Um, I think the Bengals will drop two of those. Okay. That's I don't trust... Uh, I, don't I trust think this, this team's finding its rhythm at the right time. It does look that way. That was a big win on Sunday. I think it's finding their footing at the right time. I it's Joe Burrow, man. I can't I doubt that guy. I don't think they can run guy. the ball enough, though. I can't doubt that guy. I mean, Samaj Pierre on the good enough. I don't think they can run it well enough. He got nearly hundred. He got over hundred yards know, on the ground. I don't think week. that's consistent. I don't think it'll. I don't think it'll be here to stay. He's a good back at Oklahoma. Lions. I don't know. Uh, All right, so yeah. we got a couple minutes left. We got to keep rapid firing through this. Yep, number four. Both agree. Tennessee's four. Yeah, yeah. It'll, Being it'll be four. Right, five, five. I have Miami. See, I have the Bengals here. This, okay, I didn't have them winning a division. Did you have the Ravens winning it? Oh, wait, wait, wait. No, I did have them. Did oh, you, we didn't say my three. That's why I was like, oh, I didn't pick the Bengals oh, yeah. yet. Yeah, I got Bengals three. Uh, I have Ravens five. I have Miami five. Okay, I don't. That's stupid. <laughs> How do you feel? Actually, Ravens injured quarterback. That's something to watch. And the and the Dolphins beat the Ravens in that comeback. They did. You're right. They do. Oh, I forgot they have the tiebreaker. Uh, I'm going to stick with it, though. Uh, Ravens five. Trace McSorley. <laughs> All right. Uh, Tyler Huntley. Oh, oh, I forgot he was the second. Straight. Ravens five yep. for you. Dolphins five for me. But I'm going to flip-flop. I'm going to go Ravens six. Okay. I'll put the Dolphins six. I'll and then the seven. We, uh, ooh, the seven spot. Do you want to pick it? I'll let you go first. I'll let oh, you round man. it out. Okay, so teams I'm considering. You, we think about the Patriots. We think Jets about the Jets are Chargers. there right now. That's what I was going to eventually land on. Thank you for spoiling it. Give me the New York Jets. 
Give me the Chargers. I got both New York teams in seven seeds. Chargers make the seven. Okay. They wow. finally get over it. You think so? Yep. How? What's the road to that look like? A lot of Eckler? Um, oh, that's actually really easy. They play the Dolphins this week at home, but then they got the Lost. Titans, Colts, Rams, Broncos. Win, win, win. I think those last three will get them in. They'll go what? Nine and eight? Yep. I think I think they could be good enough. I think that's good enough. Well, it could be, but uh, I think that what are the Jets right now? Let's see. New England's got Arizona, Raiders, Bengals, Dolphins, P- Bills. Three losses. At Don't the like end. them. Yeah, Jets done. with Mike White. They have Bills. Lions, scrappy bunch. Win. Jags, win. Seahawks, Dolphins. Win, win. Uh, loss. I think they lose three. That's tough. What's their record right now? Seven to five. Okay. Well, that That's will do tough. it for today's edition of Heavy Hitters. We went through our NFL productions. Thank you so much for listening to today's show. Talked about so much MLB news, NFL, college football, and NFL play, uh, postseason predictions. Uh, we'll be back on Wednesday. Plenty more MLB and other stuff coming then. We talked about college basketball as well. Check out our Instagram. Plenty more shows coming your way tonight. Uh, spaced out at 5. Listen with Linda at 6. Plenty more student-run shows. Stick here on KUR. Thank you so much to, live it, to listening to Heavy Hitters.